get your information, but I don't like it. There's no nobility in poverty anymore, Dad. He's using your kid, but you're too blind to see it. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, greed is good. Greed works. You asked it around, you're too much out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You are qualified, Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey, kids, it's your old pal, ML Elric, with a special Thanksgiving edition of ML Soul of Detroit. And why do I say that? Because this show, like this holiday, is stuffed with turkeys or turkeys and stuffing i don't know but we've got lots of gravy for you lots of sides lots of delicious uh things to distract you before we get to sean oh man At oh boy end. listen how shot my voice is isn't that terrible i know you sound like sean except you're excited to be here i can't do any high-pitched voices or anything because it just cracks yeah well that's i'm we'll, okay by the way thank you for asking we'll have to bring rick emmett back you know i knew you're okay because you're a gamer because unlike jake jay mccarthy you're going to perform no matter what uh what's been he's done a, to you by a, the big 10 he's a little more injured than i am oh really I, by by people's words was it everybody who went against him that hurt him no he got hit pretty bad against penn state sean back me oh, up here they finally played a no, good no, team i guess no, mike so mike just he so easily dismisses what that must be like to uh, have everybody think you you of all people you, uh, to pull cheated, out. and you had nothing to do with it, and yet people are going to think a certain way. But that would require empathy. It's not uh, really Mike's strong suit. I'm so sick of this uh, not playing a good team thing. Why doesn't the Big Ten stop worrying about all the bullshit uh, going on with sign stealing and get your fucking teams better? Well, wow, that's, uh, that's great. Maybe if you guys shared <laughs> that information with us, then we'd do it because you guys are the leaders and the best. So we could just uh, thank you. You know, take your lead on that. Yep, but, go blue. Thank but you. Let, let's get to some of our side dishes here. And that's not meant to be uh, an inappropriate comment. We have... Well, let's just say dishes. We have Sean Windsor here. <laughs> so that would be the turducken, which is uh, a bird that's kind of greasy, stuffed inside a, a big bird that is so dumb that it would drown in the rain because it looks up and doesn't close its mouth. So that's Sean, which is delicious, right? No? Okay, welcome back, Sean. Still, no, I, I was here last week. Still, st <laughs> but you're here in studio. I mean... Unfortunately. Well, it's nice to see the young folks. Yeah, you're not running a mobile brothel in Los Angeles, so that's, that's a good change. Sean cracks me up. The first thing he said today was, was I here last week? <laughs> was I, I here remember. last week? I've been on the road too much. I lately. know. Yeah, he was uh, eating French dips in Venice Beach. I did not. No, no, no. I did not eat a French dip. I wanted to eat a French. The Venice Whaler? <laughs> no, it's okay. All right, what else is on your menu? <laughs> okay, yeah. So then, then we have Callie Nice, our NIL athlete from Michigan State, is here on her break to help us understand what's going on in what at one time was the most scandalous university in the state, but now is a distant Ellis. second. Yeah, right. And she may, she may actually be able to explain this Taylor Swift phenomenon to the old people out there listening. Yeah, I'm going to try, but... I am not much help with that department, but okay. I will channel my inner Swifty and see what I can do. All right. And if, if she struggles with that, we may have an assist from an unlikely source. <laughs> and we want to introduce you to our intern, Al, who is here not only to help us uh, inject a little energy into the show, but he's going to come up with a way for you to help support the show by exploring our options on Patreon. So when we offer that service to you later this year, 
If you don't like the options, don't blame us, blame Al. So, Al, we're already throwing you under the bus. Welcome to the wild world of podcasting. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Okay, so listen to that. By yeah. way, I can't believe that. Let's take a energy. cue from that, Sean. <laughs> yeah, okay, I Mike. can't believe he's 16. 16, that's crazy. I know, 16? and he came in here with all these beers and everything, and he had uh, some pre-rolls and stuff. I don't know if I, his dad's probably not. I mean, are you going to put us on some new app that none of us have ever heard of? Uh, yeah, well, Patreon, but I mean. Well, I've heard of Patreon. Come on, I'm not that old. I don't. Is there a new one like TickFace or something? I don't know. I could try. Tick I mean, face. do you want to be on TickFace? Or- <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. TikTok? No. Never. No. Yeah, we, 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 I don't know. If we had some 12-second video of us dancing, that may kill the show. I don't know if that's one of the things that's going to ensure our financial security into the next generation. But actually, if you are trying to secure your financial security in the next generation, you may want to call our friend Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth Strategies, who is our only sponsor of the show, which is why we're going to try and add this Patreon option uh, we do have another sponsor, though, and that's you, the same people who sponsored Ricky Bobby's car. Or no, that was me who sponsored Ricky Bobby's car in Talladega Nights. But this is our version of, of low-level sponsorship. And this week we're sponsored by Bryant. So if you'd like to sponsor the show. Every week we are. I know. Every other week. He's, he's a generous uh, benefactor. So we will tell you how you can help support the show later in the show, and we'll tell you a little bit more about how to get a hold of Luke and what, what he can do for you to make your golden years golden or at least better than they would be if you're just sitting out there throwing darts at a board and picking stocks and saying well i hope i hope this will this will work but we are here with a little production about an old movie and greed which seems like the perfect excuse to talk about an old subject and greed and that would be our friend Kwame Kilpatrick. The bell. Wait, I didn't see that in the notes. The bell is going to get. It was in I a text. I drove all the way here for this. What notes? It, it was in a text, Sean, um, that oh you responded God. to. So we have to assume assume Seriously? that you you, uh, you reviewed it and acknowledged it. But oh, there we go, there we go. So uh, we got the young people in, and we want to talk about Kilpatrick. Well, it's kind of a big big story, big news, man. Oh, he's done something wrong. Okay, that's yeah, you know that war in the Ukraine has been going on for two years. Enough yeah, already. It. Come on. Let's move on. That's great. You're going to equate your Pulitzer to the war in Ukraine. That's nice. <laughs> what? I, you, I, I would Go ask back you, out of town. Get out of here. I, I would ask you to break that down for us, but this show's supposed to be at least uh, an hour and a half, or at most an hour and a half. So, so no, Kwame Kilpatrick is back in the news. Because, as Charlie LaDuff reported a couple weeks ago, he's getting ready to move back to Michigan. Uh, Our colleagues at the Memphis Commercial Appeal, which is a newspaper, believe it or not, said that he's about to get a new job with a nonprofit. And uh, based on what that nonprofit paid its last executive director, he's probably going to make six figures, uh, quite a bit above six figures. The only problem is, while he continues to spend and live very well, he hasn't made any effort to make restitution of the good people of the city of Detroit. Perhaps if he owed a million dollars to Ann Arbor, Sean would care. I don't know. But he owes Detroit and really all U.S. taxpayers because he owes hundreds of thousands of dollars in unpaid income taxes. He owes restitution on the corruption that he orchestrated in Detroit City Hall. And if you kind of feel like this is just a bunch of old white guys bitching at an old mayor of detroit 
there's a black contract in Detroit who has a judgment against Kilpatrick for $7.5 million because he says that his business was basically cheated out of work that it would have got otherwise because Kilpatrick was steering work to one of his best friends who in some case got paid millions to not do any work. So there are some real impacts here. And then, of course, there's the 32,000 Detroit retirees who are getting less than they were told they would get when they retired, who are losing some of the medical benefits that they expected when they took the job and made their commitment to serve the city of Detroit in return for a retirement package. We're all still suffering because Kwame Kilpatrick was involved in crooked pension deals, because Kwame Kilpatrick was involved in dirty deals, and because, quite frankly, he was just a terrible mayor who couldn't balance the city's budget, which led to bankruptcy. Now, maybe if you think this is just Detroit's problem, might I remind you that the state of million, the state of Michigan came up with hundreds of millions of dollars to help bail the city of Detroit out of bankruptcy. So everyone in this state has suffered because of the reign of error that was Kwame Kilpatrick. And here's the good news. He's not sorry, and he's coming back. So that's what's happening there. That's why we're talking about Kwame Kilpatrick to the chagrin of Sean Windsor, whose view of the world is basically confined to a press box, apparently. That's the only consequence that he cares about is who wins and who loses. loses. Is that that fair, Sean? Uh, I guess so, if that's what you say so. I, I didn't know you had invested so much power in me. You seem to be somewhat obstreperous, and, and now I'm glad to see you falling into line. Oh, I'm just looking for a pillow. That nonprofit that he is now in charge of, um, you, you said he, he'll probably make six figures. What, what have the previous heads of that nonprofit made? So the last executive director made $132,000, and uh, I would expect that Kilpatrick would get the same salary. Now, we tried to talk to the leader of this nonprofit. She didn't return messages. And, and she says he's a changed man. And some, some people will know who she is. It's um, Alice Johnson, right, who you was know. also freed by Donald Trump after Kim Kardashian went to bat for her and said that she was, I think, basically a drug mule. Unlike Kwame Kilpatrick, she was a mother who had uh, every challenge in the world, mm-hmm. raising kids on her own, didn't have any resources, and says that she got sucked into the drug trade to try and support her family and get them through a crisis and made the mistake, which she admits, of transporting some drugs or trying to transport some drugs, got busted, and because of the amount of drugs, she basically got this heavy-duty sentence, the kind of sentence that they're not handing out anymore to nonviolent offenders. And Trump pardoned her or commuted her sentence. People get confused about the two I'm not sure which which she got, whether it's a pardon or a commutation, but Kilpatrick got a commutation, which for all the Kilpatrick people out there, let me just be clear what that means. He was not absolved of his sins. The president just said, for kissing my ass in one of your letters, begging for mercy, and because I have a lot of billionaire friends who are also your billionaire friends. Who donated. Yeah, I'm going to let you out now. After seven years of a 28-year sentence, you still owe the restitution. You still have to be on probation. It's not a pardon. I'm just opening the door and letting you go. And, and, and go he has. Will the state garnish his wages? A great question. Well, the, uh, or the feds. Or the feds, yeah, right, because he owes the, money. Yeah, the feds. But it's state income tax, right? 
Well, it, it, federal income tax. I don't know that the state. Oh, I thought you ever, said it was state income tax. No, my, U.S. income tax. Uncle my, Uncle my, Sam's. My bad. But um, but the uh, the uh, feds did go after him when he opened the uh, online fundraiser to try and raise eight hundred million uh, eight hundred thousand dollars to buy this big house in a gated community in Florida, and they've tried to go after these uh, these funds, but because Kilpatrick is still pretty quick. When they when they went to seize the funds, the uh, the uh, not, the business that offered these donation portals said that they already cashed out. There's no money in there for you. We can't give it now. This Wayne County, which is supposed to collect the money for the state of Michigan, has done virtually nothing to try and get restitution, and it's been over ten years. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's uh, just ineptitude, or do you think that's on purpose? I think they're overwhelmed. They're busy. You know, like a lot of people, they just, you get tired of Kilpatrick to stay on top of Kilpatrick to try and keep the story straight, to try and get him to live up to his obligations is a very frustrating and time consuming job. And people just get tired of Kilpatrick and he's counting on that. He wants you to forget what he did. He wants you to believe that all he did was cheat on his wife when really that's the only thing he did that wasn't illegal and he wasn't convicted of. Of course, that he freely admits. Yeah, I cheated on my wife and banged anybody else I could. I feel like he kind of, well, I don't want to say duped, but it, it's really interesting to me that Alice uh, Johnson would hire him and say he's a changed man. She didn't know him before. She's not really from here. Um, I know Kwame went to Kim Kardashian's birthday party. Was it her birthday party? I think it was a, oh, no, a, a party for Alice. For Alice. And, so, and Kim Kardashian was there. And of course, Kilpatrick here's couldn't the, resist the opportunity to go mug for a photo with with uh and he's very engaging the he's other very, kk he's, he's very ebullient right so i mean people can be drawn to this guy and it's he's really good at taking getting money out of people yeah i'm just surprised they hired him well the the whole organization is about trying to rehabilitate help right? people yeah. move on mm -hmm. you know trying to raise awareness of the plight of people who have been incarcerated he certainly knows what it's like to have been in prison. He's spent some time in state prison. He spent some time in county jail, and he spent some time in federal prison. In each case, not as much time as he was sentenced to, and and in each case, he got sent back because he he screwed up. Um, but uh, but he his other thing is community engagement and generating publicity. That's what she said are the strengths that he brings to the job. And there's no question. Not wrong there. That he's engaging, that, that people want to interact with him. And in terms of making news, this guy makes news even when he doesn't want to. I mean, Leduff reported that he was uh, looking for, a, a, again, I don't know what it is about the number 800000 but he seems <laughs> to try and spend somewhere around $800,000 on his digs. And that was something that, uh, that made the news. And I think, he, didn't he tell Charlie, hey, don't, don't, don't tell anybody where I'm living. Don't, I don't want the word yeah. to get out. Yeah, of course not. Why would he? He, want, he doesn't want people to know where he's at. I get that. Sure, but, but who's a threat to him? I mean, no one's ever threatened him. A threat? No, more probably annoyance. He doesn't want to be bothered well, until he needs something, until he needs money. Yeah, because he, he doesn't want people like us reminding him of what he did and what his obligation is. Because when you're in a relationship with Kel Patrick, it all goes one way. What do you think eight hundred thousand dollars gets you? What does eight hundred thousand dollars get you? Well, I think it would knock down forty homes in Detroit, where he's where Kilpatrick is looking. Depends on where a, you, a very nice house. Oh, you, you mean real estate wise? Yes, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I have friends that live over in that area, 
and they have very nice houses that are about that much. So, yeah, I mean, it just depends on where you are because a lot of times it's a four bedroom, three bedroom uh, ranch house. Maybe uh, in Ann Arbor, it is in Ann Arbor. Yeah, exactly. Not not, where, just, not where it, when I was out in L.A. That's a that's a studio. Yeah. Um, well, here's a guy who loves Detroit, or so he says, even though he, he that, hasn't treated us very well, and he's not looking for a place in Detroit. But when he's probably looking for people to come to his church or to donate to him, I think Detroit's the first place. Where is this church at? I, I believe is it's it just online? online. It's just online, right? But he preaches. I mean, have you seen it, right? He's he's on a pulpit. I've seen his. I haven't watched the uh, the sermons, but I have seen the little um, the little teases. You know, we're doing Bible study. Come on, we're talking about yeah. this. Come and check a Bible study. I don't know that he's been ordained. I mean, when has he had time to go to divinity school? So come I don't on, know what kind of, <laughs> come on, really? I mean, well, I that's guess a, he's been ordained by the only authority that he recognizes. Yeah, God, and, and that's yeah. his own. There you go. No, well, and, and yeah, and when you say God and God. Kwame Kilpatrick, he's like, what's the difference? You know, I mean, he's uh, he can't tell the two of them apart. What he wants is what he deserves. The and, guy, I mean. There's an amazing fascination with him, and I know you dug up new stories about him. What what have you learned since he's been out? Well, since he's been out, we've, we've heard about all these fundraising schemes, you know, and then he, he goes and he tries to sell a book, and then he says, I don't have any money. You know, I said, well, I thought you sold the book. You know, he he travels all over the place. You know, we've seen his oh. photos of uh, him and his new wife at, you know, exotic resorts Got that get kids, posted. Yeah. But the stories that I reported in last week's Free Press – which you may have found while you were looking for Sean's stuff. If you ran across it, I appreciate you stopping for a minute before you got to the sports pages. But there was a <laughs> there was a story about when he, and this is all within the past year. And I've kind of been collecting these stories because people come up to me and they they tell me their Kilpatrick stories, and I I duly note them and and record them in my own mind. And when this latest thing came up, my boss said, "Hey, do you want to write about Kwame Kilpatrick?" And I'm like, "Can it?" exhausted by Kwame Kilpatrick, but I guess oh, I guess really? we can update oh, people yeah. on that. Really? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you write about the same stuff all the time too, right, Sean, right? The Lions when something happens, the Wolverines when something happens, the Spartans when something happens. Isn't that kind of your job? That yeah, There's usually something new. But so Kwame Kilpatrick has a job. That's not new. Kwame Kilpatrick not paying people what he owes them, that's, that's not, not new. new. Yeah. We'll acknowledge that. Kwame Kilpatrick saying he's done nothing wrong, that's not new. But so when someone does something wrong, they should just toddle along, Sean. They shouldn't be forced to to live up to their obligations in the way most of us no, would. They should. They should. Just maybe not from the basement and you know somewhere in the suburbs in northern Detroit. What I mean, like you there's, said, there's though, a door, was... Sean. If you're uncomfortable or we're wasting your time, you know it's not locked. Oh, I'll, I'll wait I it mean, out. You know? a, I'm well, here. If it hits you in the ass, that's I'm here. that's a I'll bonus. I'll wait it out. But like ML said, it does affect all of us. It does. Yeah, he laid it all out at the beginning of the show as to why it affects you and where, where our tax money went. The city declared bankruptcy. Yeah, th this is a guy who's tried to divide Detroit on race to save his ass. And so now when you talk about what Kwame Kilpatrick did wrong, you're portrayed as a racist or as someone who can't get on with their life. I'm like, we've all tried to get on with our life. He went away for 28 years. It was a just sentence. We figured that would be fine. He is a very privileged person, and he owes a lot of money, and he doesn't seem to be paying any of it back, but he seems to be spending a lot of money. Yeah, so so I guess back to the story. So what happened was in earlier this year, late last year, 
he had a lawyer ask the judge to suspend his or end his probation. He had three years probation after his sentence was commuted. And he said, I really want to end my probation because it's a hassle to check in with the probation office. You know, they have to approve my travel. And you're like, well, how do you travel so much without having a job? I guess, well, whatever, we'll move on. And by the way, the lawyer says, he's a changed man. He regrets everything that he did. He knows it was terrible what he did. He's very sorry. He's completely different. He's learned from his mistakes. And then Kilpatrick tries to raise all this money for a fancy house. Then he goes on Fox 2 and says, well, I didn't do anything. Then he goes on the Today shows and say, nope, I didn't commit any crimes. And the judge says, no, we're not going to end the... We're not going to end the uh, the probation early because that should only be done for people who truly have changed their lives and are sorry and are making amends. This guy hasn't made a restitution payment in almost 10 years. So there's nothing different about Kwame Kilpatrick. Well, I think another good example is the Costco story. Oh, well, so, so after this story runs, Teresa writes it because she covers the federal courts at Teresa Balls of the Detroit Free Press. She also bores Sean a lot. But anyways... <laughs> Never. She's always writing about crime, Sean. What's, what's it do? Somebody commits a crime, whatever. No. You know, after Adam and Eve and Cain, why are we reporting on this? People have apples and kill their brothers all the time. She moves forward. So, uh, you know what, Sean? You're so wrong on this, but you hit the same note. If you're really not that interested and you don't really care, we got... Callie and Al here, they're going to have some great hear, stuff to I, throw I want, in. I know. I want to hear what they have to say. So, so uh, That'd be nice. Yeah, well, we were going to get to that, but you keep interrupting with the same old bullshit. About, oh, I'm so tired of Kwame Kilpatrick. Yeah, you know. Oh, that Dr. Mengele. Enough Didn't you with just that say you were exhausted by him? I'm exa- I want to move on, but this guy keeps doing the let, same stuff. Yeah. And he has, he's trying to gaslight the whole city of Detroit that says his air in City Hall was all about racists who didn't like him because he stood up for people. He didn't steal up, st- stick up for people. He stuck people up. He cheated everybody in the city of Detroit. He betrayed his oath to his family, to his constituents. And there are 32,000 pensioners who are suffering because of this. I get calls on a regular basis from police who are retired saying, I'm sick. I can't get health care because my health care got clawed back during the bankruptcy. Well, the bankruptcy was approximate result of Kwame Kilpatrick's mismanagement. His crimes, the ramifications of his misdeeds continue. And until those people die, which I hope won't be anytime soon, they're going to suffer. That's not something you just say, next. You know, if he made some effort to make restitution, if he at least admitted to what he did instead of constantly getting breaks getting on his knees and blowing Donald Trump to get out of prison. We've talked about that letter he wrote. It was it was yep. it was some of the most obsequious out of touch bullshit in the world. And he's another guy who's going to try and undermine the media as long as we tell people the truth. Now if you think people who try and run that fake news bullshit aren't a threat to uh, our society and our democracy, then okay. But I happen to disagree. And I happen to deal with people all the time. We're like, ah, oh, this is all just a bunch of y'all just picking on Kwame Kilpatrick. No. This guy was a crook. He screwed everybody. He set this city back. Yeah. And we're still recovering from what he did. Don't you think you should pay, repay the money, Sean? Yeah. Okay. But he's not. And yet he's spending a ton of money. I mean, 100 bucks a month, maybe. How about 100 bucks a year? How about 100 bucks a decade? But he spent what five hundred back in twenty thirteen was the last payment he made. Yeah, so he's a piece of. I mean, he's a piece of shit, right? Exactly. So, so what are we gonna do? 
How many? How how long do we have to keep talking about it? There are pieces of shit everywhere. But we can talk about all of them. Right? Uh, to me, hey, it, part of this show is about telling people what's really going on, and this is what's really going on. This is a guy who's trying to pull the same game again. He's moving back to Detroit, Sean. He's going to be running the same narrative. He's going to be trying to do what he can to divide people, to dupe people, to take advantage of people so that he can continue to live a comfortable, no-consequences life. Yeah, like he always has. And you know what happens? People see that. When you see this guy move through a crowd, people flock to him. They celebrate him. They say, this is the way to do it. I want to be like him. Our city is in trouble our country's in trouble because people see bad actors getting away with stuff and say, you know what? That's who I want to be. It's not just movies like Wall Street or Wolf of Wall Street. There are people in large ways and small ways who think that if they can just fake it and bullshit all of us, yep. they can live very well and do whatever the hell they want, hurt who whoever those, they who want. Who are those actors? Uh, well, one of them's running for president. They're all over the place. I mean, they're not that hard to find. Some of them are small. Some of them are on street corners. Some of them, their names you've never heard because this is what they do. They're online. They're, they're all around us. People who think that if they just keep pretending they did nothing wrong, they move on to the they're next. They're going to get away with yeah. it. So after Teresa wrote this story, I don't know if Sean. About, about I don't. I don't thought Sean thought Teresa couldn't get over. But anyway, about she wrote a story the about right? about yeah. the judge saying he hasn't changed. This was in February. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's moved on. I guess she's okay then. We got contacted by someone who worked at the DXL Large and Tall Men's Store in Southfield or in Lathrop Village. He said, yeah, you know, I read the story and this guy would come in here all the time and he would, he would always look at all the high-end stuff. He'd get all the, the nicest things. He'd spend like $1,000 when he was in here. And we're like, wait a minute, this is a guy who doesn't have any money. Do you know, was it cash? Was it always cash? You know, I don't know that. Okay. I don't know that. But this guy, Jeff Fleming, contacted the Free Press. Uh, Teresa passed it along to me. To Sean's delight, I didn't do anything with it. <laughs> Just forget about that right now. And then not too long after Sean's that. Sean's laughing for the record. Just forget about it. Not too long after that. I'm at Costco. <laughs> and a guy I know at Costco, just a nice regular guy who works. Did Patrick uh, force you out of Costco? I see him all the time. No, but he bought the biggest, most expensive high-end TV there. But that, you know, that's funny. The guy at that. Which I never would have bought. At that clothing store. What's the refresh? Well, you have a TV. Why do you need a new TV? It's, it's black and white. It's 13 inch. The guy at the clothing store and the guy, the guy at Costco, you know, just regular retail people working are kind of pissed off at what this guy's doing too. Because well, they know he hasn't paid the money. And here he is spending thousands of dollars on suits and, and finish the TV story. Yeah, so the guy at DXL referred to him as a charlatan, which I thought was pretty good. So I'm leaving Costco, and, and my man stops me. He says, hey, you know who was in here the other day? I said, I have no idea. He said, and this was right around February, which is when the judge said, you know, you haven't changed. He said, it was just before Super Bowl, and this woman comes up to me and says, hey, will you let me in? I don't have my membership card. My husband has it. And he goes, oh, where is he? He says, he's over there at the, uh, at the service desk. And he looks over, and he's like, oh, yeah, I thought it's Kwame Kilpatrick. Well, what's Kilpatrick doing? He's arguing with them after buying the biggest, most expensive TV there that obviously he wanted to watch the Super Bowl on because why would he watch it on anything else? That, um, that he's a minister with a church and churches are exempt from sales tax. So he shouldn't have to pay sales tax. So not only is he not paying restitution, he's buying high end luxury goods and not even paying the sales tax, which all of us would pay. And I don't, I don't think he has a, a 
tax exempt number or anything like that. So again, he's bluffing his way through this. And of course, people are just so exhausted. I'm like, away he goes. So then I hear that story. I'm like, okay, well, I think I should think about I mean, he's that. right, right? No, churches don't have to pay sales tax. We all know they don't have to pay um, you know, reven- any kind of revenue tax, but they don't have to pay sales tax either, right? Right, but well, if Was the church buying the TV? Well, I think that was the implication. So, you know, when I, when I coached the Catholic uh, Youth League and we had to buy bats and baseballs mm. and stuff, you got them tax-free, but they had to have your tax-exempt number yeah, on file yeah. at the store so they'd know, okay, this is legitimate. It's not just somebody saying, I want to save 6% on this purchase. So um, so then we hear that story. So ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, well, that's two Kilpatrick stories. All right, I'll, I'll tuck those away. Uh, Sean will be very pleased I didn't report them when I heard them. And then I'm on the Mackinac Policy Conference, and a guy comes up to me and says, hey, I was on a cruise with Kilpatrick. I'm like, okay, here we go, another story about mm. Kilpatrick living large. And he said, I got pictures of him working out in the gym. So he shows me the pictures, and I'm like, well, you know, lots of people go to gyms. There could be a gym anywhere. Gym in a, in a, in a, in a cruise ship looks like a gym anywhere. And he says, but we were going to Catalina Island, which if you don't know it, is a pretty posh place off the southern coast of California. And he shows me a picture of Kilpatrick pushing a stroller under a banner for the Catalina wine mix. And I said, okay, now I believe you. So that's three Kilpatrick stories that all took place within the span of about four months, five months, six months of him living presumably beyond his means because he's not employed and he owes millions of dollars to individuals and to institutions and to taxpayers. And Sean will be so proud of me. I didn't write about it. And then one of my bosses came up to me and said, hey, would you want to write about Kwame Kilpatrick? Because I'm glad they did. He's got a job. It's a full shit show. And, no, uh, I want him to write about it in the free press. And uh, he's got a job, and his boss says he's a changed man. And I said, I said I'm going to take some shit from Sean because Sean's going to come next week with a great topic or a great interview subject, yeah. and I'm going to bump him so we can talk about Kwame Kilpatrick. I have lots of Kilpatrick questions. So, of course you do. I'm fascinated by this guy. First off, how much was that TV? What two grand? So what's no, six, what's... no. I think some of the even at Costco, oh, I think really? the biggest okay, three grand. I, no, they got to be around four or five. You know, like those eighty-inch, you know, smart TVs that you know reach out and massage your shoulders and shit like okay. that. But I was just saying, what, what you know, it's what's six percent of of that of four thousand. Uh, one. You're asking a journalist. It's going to be two hundred twenty bucks, maybe forty. Okay. Right, but that just goes to show when he, arguing about? when he owes money. You're spending that amount of money? Is that yeah, worth arguing about? He, he won't even spend a, a penny that he's supposed to. He's kind of cheap, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, well, he's cheap when it comes to giving us something. His money, yeah, no, I know, that's what I mean. But when it comes to getting something himself, only the best will do. How long has he been preaching? Like, how long has his church been open, his church? Uh, well, he's been out for about two years, right? So I guess... And they filed a, um, a return? And have you seen it? So I don't know that churches They don't have file, to file anything? I don't know that they file um, they IRS to- 990 forms like nonprofits do, but, um, but I have not, I've not seen any tax forms for his church. Interesting. I mean, the great thing about churches, you know, a lot of cash donations there. Right, Sean? Yeah, what do our young people think, though? That, that, That's be, a fair question. I'd be interested in that. Yeah, Grandpappy wants to know. They're not just here to talk. They're not just here to. He talk apologizes about. for the smoke from his corn cob pipe. <laughs> They're not just here to talk about Taylor Swift and apps. Yeah, Al, jump in. 
Yeah, uh, this guy just sounds like a huge dick. Like, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know what else to... I didn't know much about this guy, but the more I'm hearing, he just sounds a horrible person. He's a fucking criminal. He's using, like, his position as, like, a church leader to, like, get tax cuts and stuff. Is that what I'm getting at here? Yeah, after he was sentenced to, what, 28 years? And how many did he serve? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, Sean, we're teaching the next generation because those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And I do believe the children are our future. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kwame was the mayor of Detroit when I was like, what, six? So yeah. So should we still care, though? I mean, I don't really remember much of it besides my mom being like, we got to put on the TV, Kwame's on, and ML's going to be on TV, we got to watch it. <laughs> oh, so, so it's all about... No one's uh, ever said that. No one's celebrity. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, okay. I mean, all I've ever known about him is he's just a complete idiot, and he's been stealing he's all of our money, and he's just got it. Like, I don't... Why would he come back here? Have you ever heard that question. before today? Oh, yeah. Oh, just Why curious. would he come back here? Yeah, why would you ever come back here? Because there's still, even though there's a lot of people that, you know, do not like him, there's a lot of people that do that he can get money out of. I mean, he, he can knows. Go anywhere. He He's knows a scam the, artist. He can go to any state, any country, whatever he wants to do, get money out of A lot of easier if you know the structure, though, and you know who the power players are. Yeah, so that's one of the fascinating things. And I did reach out to Kilpatrick to see if we could talk last week. And I went through an inter- intermediary who said that he said no rather emphatically uh, <laughs> uh, to my request to speak. Uh, that means fuck no. <laughs> but, but Kilpatrick, as soon as he could get out of Detroit, moved to Dallas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as soon as he could fast. get out of here, as soon as there was nothing left for him here, he went to Dallas. In fact, on a private jet. Mm-hmm. But I did think he ever repay that loan? On the jet? It wasn't wasn't think, that part of the Mama, loan to leave? Mama paid for it. Oh, oh, well, that's the other thing is he he borrowed, well, borrowed, quote unquote, $60,000 from four billionaires who he basically let do whatever they want in the city of Detroit, and he was supposed to pay it back. And the reason why it was termed a loan and not a gift is if you make a gift like that, the giver has to pay some significant taxes. So it was kind of a a scam between him and the, and the billionaires who gave him money to go away. Mm-hmm. But the minute Detroit had nothing to offer him, he left. And so the fact that he's coming back, I think is a pretty big sign that he thinks we have something to offer him. And I think while he is uh, a, a big, good-looking, charismatic guy that, that he takes everywhere he goes, I think if you're in Dallas, if you're in Atlanta, it's like, no who's this guy? Yeah, he's he's just, just another guy. another big dude in a nice suit. And around here, it's like, oh, I know him. I mean, I think he only comes here when he thinks there's something in it for him. And if you truly believe in public service like I do, there's something offensive and and the rancor doesn't go away when you're only going to talk to us and try to help us if there's something in it for you. And that's kind of the lesson of Kwame Kilpatrick is people who, it's sort of like going back to the bad boyfriend or girlfriend who always cheated you, screwed you over, drank your last beer, stole your money, and then says, no, no, this time will be different. I don't think it will be different. And if people are aware of how he operates and what he's all about, maybe they'll be able to avoid making the same mistake again. Right, Sean? That sounds good. And Sean, uh, what, when is your guest coming on today? What's it, what time is it? Oh, I thought we were just going to riff. We have some fun young folks in the studio. Will you two and, uh, kids yeah. stop fighting. Well, we, we can, but you're kind of dragging it out a little bit with your digging in your heels that Kwame Kilpatrick is. Well, you just asked me a question. 
Well, no, you you kind of <laughs> you kind of keep dragging us back to this. I, 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 you know, so we talk about we talk about one way we measure people's interest in news is by how many stories get read and people subscribing and stuff like that. And, How'd that story do? And Probably Kil- well. And Kilpatrick's going to love this. He's like, you're only writing about me to sell newspapers. My friend, we've never sold newspapers very well, so I'll just let's just take that off the table. But there was tremendous interest in this story, both sure from was. people who don't like Kilpatrick and his defenders, who in their comments have shown that they know very little about Kilpatrick. So we are kind of, Sean, giving the people what they want. No, which I'm, is glad kind of the I'm, glad you, I'm glad you wrote about it. I'm glad you wrote about it, for sure. Yeah. What, what this the, show is supposed to be press. This is show is supposed to be an extension of our journalism. It's supposed to take I, you behind the scenes. It's supposed to explain to you. I'm sorry that I'd rather why, talk I'd rather hear you sing Triumph. Ha, ha, I'm sorry. Have you well, gotten I've done any, that before too? I, a I, couple want the times. Fun, I just want the fun mic in here. I'm have have so you gotten any me. other tips since this story of, uh, of seeing him around town or Yeah, it's heard some somebody uh, Grampy from Ann Arbor said stop talking about Kilpatrick. I think no, seriously, I mean media. you would think one <laughs> would be get another and more people would call you and contact you. Um not yet, but you know, the more I'm out in public, the more I get these stories. Yeah. So so I'm sure there'll be some more. Now Charlie seems to get quite a few and then they, they kind of pop up all over the place. So I think you know, it's like when you flood the backyard the the worms come up at night. Sure. So I think there'll be more coming um but who knows i mean uh the wayne county prosecutor says they're going to try and go after his money yeah right the feds say they're still going to try and go after his money so maybe we'll learn some more there because the other thing don't is you think that's a big part of it it's like you know what pay something just pay anything nobody likes paying taxes except for sean as we all remember but nobody likes paying taxes but we all begrudgingly do it the guy owes over 600 grand in unpaid taxes so pay something yeah why is he exempt from that well, I mean, he doesn't be. want they to pay two hundred forty dollars in sales tax when he buys something. I guess it's te- it, it, it all comes down to the same thing. They should take the it. rules are for right. other people. They should just take the money. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I, mean, I mean, right? But your people want to gut the IRS. My pe- what are you talking about? Yeah, your people don't want audits. You know the Swiss. Right? No, the, the speaker. What are you house talking was, about? The speaker of the house was trying to cut a deal a few weeks ago. To f- to fund um, Israel, right? That had to do with is oh, you're, the, cutting the IRS. Yeah, this is a good lighthearted topic. Let's get to the IRS. <laughs> oh, but I'm just well done. Well done. Oh, no, Kilpatrick is a P. You know what I mean? It's the, the yeah. Why well, doesn't he get his wages garnished? But hold on a second. Why isn't the infrastructure taking care of that? That is a much bigger deal. Not some one. Uh, what what what'd you say, Dick? Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, yeah he's there a dick. you go. Is a huge dick. So why isn't he get why why isn't he getting taken uh, why isn't money getting taken out of his paycheck? Because according to him, I, I he doesn't know, how, he doesn't how much make of any a paycheck money. Does he have? Yeah, it he, doesn't matter. You know, there are folks out there that that work at uh, fifteen bucks an hour jobs that get money taken out of that their pay, paychecks. that pay more taxes than he does, well, or get their wages garnished or whatever. There are also people that don't have rich friends that could get them out. That's exactly the point. That, that, that is that's the problem. Three quarters. That's the problem. Whatever. He didn't do 28 years because he wrote a letter to Trump. Sure. Well, and he had friends with money. That's the issue, not him. There are grifters like him all over the place. Why isn't he paying the consequences? What is wrong with our society that we can't do this? Well, I mean, I think it starts with him. No, it doesn't start with him. It starts with people way above him. I think there's a you know, I think there's a lack of ethics with the guy, and now he wants to be a preacher. I, I don't know. I have a, I have a big problem with it. 
Well, I think Sean does hit on something that's important is when you have rich and powerful friends who allow you to get away with anything, then you, you can get yeah, away with anything. Exactly. But I think we all get that. It's like, can you at least pay something to what you owe? But he's not going to do it. He hasn't done it in a decade. Well, good. So somebody's got to do it for him. Then I'm glad people are out there pointing So what are you going to vote for? <laughs> what are you what? talking about? Uh, huh? You want people like that to have to pay? What they I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta tell you right now, whoever is in power is not going to change the structure of the system. Full stop. Period. Oh, it's really? Do you think you, you think the current White House would have let him out of prison? No, I just mean the structure of no, winners Obama of, didn't. Of, of winners and losers. Exactly. People people who see things strictly in in terms of black and white are always like, well, Obama's going to pardon him. It's like, uh, so let me give you another history lesson. Obama did not like Kilpatrick. Obama well, almost, almost lost the presidency because he couldn't campaign in Detroit because he did not want to be seen with Kilpatrick. The young folks are looking at their watches, by the way. So, No, they're enjoying this. I got an email from work. Uh-oh, are you in trouble? Because they've got porn on their watches. No, this some kid just body slammed the garage. Her. That's me. Just out, yeah. Wait, what? What happened? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's this about a body slam? Some kid just body slammed a garage in Lansing, and they're looking for him. That was what my email was about. What does about. that mean? Therefore, what it, what it caught mean my by, attention. What do you, wait, no, no, no. What Campbell? do you mean by body yeah, slamming this, this a garage? You want me to read the email. No, no, what's body slamming a garage? <laughs> This email says, do you recognize one of these knuckleheads? They body slammed a garage door in the middle of the night last week. Yes, you read that correctly. They ran full speed and body slammed the garage door, oh, causing a lot door. of damage. Oh, so they hurled before. their bodies into the door to try to indent it. And if they get caught, they'll have to pay more than Kilpatrick. Is that in East Lansing? Um, it was actually in Livingston County. Is that a Michigan State Ooh. thing? So good. So it's not at one of the homes I have to rip off children, as Sean had pointed out before. I would hate. I've never if, said I would rip hate off if children. my sharecropping scam were somehow I've never undermined said, by. Uh, have we ever said that? Have we ever talked about him ripping off children? As a feel. I think he might have been called a slumlord or time. No, I thought it had more to do with uh, I want to go watch my football and I don't want these people to get paid. What? I thought that's what's wrong with you today. Oh, so, so I guess it's okay to do some old topics to death, but not <laughs> not others. Well, I wish I had seen that in the prep. Um, golly. Uh, well, hold that thought. Yeah. Well, hold on. Before, okay, we, yeah. before we do that, I need put to put a bow on, on Kwame. Well, uh, yes. But Sean, Sean brought up something about watching football. I want to invite everybody to join me on Friday before the Michigan oh, State-Penn State game. I just came back from Bloomington. I went to go see my green men play very poorly, Did but still. Did you enjoy the limestone? Uh, I'm a cutter at heart. Okay. So, yeah. I, the little 500, I'm with the cutters. Love that campus. But uh, it is a beautiful town. If you've never been. You know, have you have you been to Nick's English Hut for your story about Big Ten food? No. You should check it out. They have a bucket of French fries, which is fine. You know, French fries are one thing or another. But uh, but it's it's an awesome. It's one of these classic. Did you get it for free? No. It's one of these classic sales tax? college. <laughs> I paid the full freight, even what some other people ordered to eat. I, I saw you. I saw you tagged them online. So you picked I, up I the figured, tab. I figured you your next meal the there is going to be free. Well, you know, when you're squeezing the pennies out of these children who are slaving themselves to go through college, you know, you can you can treat everybody. In fact, I had so, we we I, we ran out of gas because I was so cheap. I had some of the kids who stay in my houses get out of the trunk and push the car all the way to Michigan. I thought that, that was awesome. I thought that was fitting. It built a lot of character. But, um, but yeah, so come to Thomas McGee's Sporting House and Whiskey Bar in Eastern Market Friday. 
you'll see me there getting ready for the Michigan-Michigan State game because when you're going to watch Michigan State play football this season... What did I say? Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, shit. I know your schedule better than you do. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. uh, I was just thinking when you're watching Michigan State play football, it's good to have a couple of drinks in you. Michigan, Michigan State, you could not drink enough to make that that sight uh, blur. But uh, Michigan State, Penn State. No, I know. It was the highlight of the season. Uh, Michigan State, Penn State is going to be at Ford Field, 730. (laughs) That's right. Totally forgot about that. They've come to Detroit. That's cute. Come to uh, Thomas McGee's. Oh, you're, McGee's. you're patronizing his program now. Very much so. Well, no, you should be pissed off that they're playing there. Because how many home games did you get this year? Enough, dude. Well, okay. yeah, I'm pissed off because I had to buy my tickets a second time and pay the Ticketmaster juice. That's why I'd be pissed off. Which is outrageous. And you guys, you they guys shouldn't be do doing that. Do you guys do Ticketmaster? Do you are you just used to paying more than a ticket costs? Yeah, I think Ticketmaster is a complete total scam. I, it I is. we use other websites whenever we're going to like a concert or something. I, I hate Ticketmaster. It's they're a monopoly. But they help you avoid the fees. These other websites. I'm not the one who buys tickets. My mom. Okay. I'm I'm just saying what she would say. Is this another youthful kid app somewhere that I don't know about? I'm just kidding. I actually get most of my tickets off Facebook. Because they have like what? a little student Facebook group, so oh. people who aren't going to the game, so I buy oh. them off of there, like marketplace no, or something. That's interesting. We it's like Facebook groups. I the only game I actually went to this year because I mm, nice we're fan. a hockey school. Um, sorry, but was the Washington game, and I just got them off some girl on Facebook, and you Venmo them money. And How then long did you say? I tried really hard. <laughs> I tried. I left at halftime. Were the, you in the student section? Yeah. Because that did end out pretty it, quickly in that game. It was yeah. like the first quarter. The only reason I was staying, it was the first game they were selling beer. And I was like, at least I can have a beer while I watch those Okay, now, now, nice. we're, now we're getting they should have been. Yeah. They should have been selling Hemlock. Do you guys even know what Craigslist is, by the way? Yeah. I know Craigslist really? Yeah. You guys still use it? No, no, no one That's does. how you get kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, no, that's backpage. Was it backpage.com? Yeah, backpage. Damn. Okay. Did you boo, by the way, when you were there? I don't. Probably. Did you? You believe in booing? Oh, yeah. Do you? I was just curious because Jared Goff was booed Sunday. The Lions were booed. The eh. eight and two Lions were booed. Good. And should they be booed? Because was... our, our friend Carlos wrote a whole column about how fans shouldn't be booing, especially what? Why? Especially when a team is 8-2 and two for the first time in 61 years. That's good. The should expect- they, be, should yes. they be booing already? The expect- what happened to Carlos? I thought he was the guy who booed. Well, the expectations have changed. Persona? That's a good thing. Isn't he no, the, the expectation, did you? No, but why? I'm just curious what y'all think about booing, is especially under those circumstances. I won't so, boo my own team. I remember. You won't boo your own team? No. That was kind of his point, that it's just you're undermining the people you are purportedly supporting. Any other team, of course. When I'm paying somebody $30 million a year and they don't perform, a boo, yeah. is uh, that's that's part of what I pay So you're for. paying $30 million a year. I or remember you're paying 75 bucks. When I pay 10 bucks for a beer or $50 to get in there or $20 to park, yeah, yeah. that's And you're getting $30 million because all of us are being gouged? To, to pay your salary. Most of that most of yeah. that salary is coming because you're watching from home, but but anyway. Still. You can what can you so it's okay to boo from home? Yeah. There I was would, a guy so let 20, me, let me 20, get this straight. I just want to say this. Twenty years ago there was a guy in our section who got really mad if you would boo the well, Michigan good, good the Michigan him. players because good for him. They're student athletes. But I think that is totally That's kind of part of it. Why though? would you totally boo the people you love? Now. 
You gonna go home and boo your your yeah. partner? Oh you yeah, boo your kid? Oh, all the time. Boo. Yeah, have they messed your up little up? girl? Right. I do actually. Sean, I guess I guess you don't love me because I'm getting boo. a lot of boos over there, and you, I'm working for boo, a lot less boo. than thirty million. You walk into the kitchen at night, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I don't want to assume Teresa cooks. I just don't know that you. If it's bad, yeah, and you don't like it, do you walk up and go boo? If the expectations are better, uh, really high, yeah. If she overcooks the corn dogs at your beer yard beer party, do you boo her? I think maybe people should. I don't eat corn dogs, but if I came home and they there were was, delicious, by oh, the way. Wait a sec. Those are if, people on your team. If those. there was something there that included eggplant, I would boo. If I was going to your would house you? and you made something, I'd boo you. Or would aubergine. You <laughs> would you boo? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, do you boo what your dad it, if what, he. Sean, fart. what does it mean? It doesn't mean I boo anything. my roommates a lot. If he, if, he, if he gives you a bad dad joke, do you boo him? Here's the difference yeah. between. Size. Yeah. You literally you boo. Yeah. Here's the difference between your dad and a professional athlete. Your dad doesn't have somebody coming in and saying, I am the greatest. This is the greatest dad in the world. He's better than any other dad in the league. He deserves $30 million a year because now. he's outstanding. And that's why he should get $30 million a year. And then he turns out some shitty macaroni and cheese. Dad gets booed in that situation. As someone who gets booed all the time, yeah, I don't have a problem with your, booing your other kids. Your kids boo you? Oh, they, they should. don't like something, they boo you. They should. Yeah, yeah. None of these athletes go into arbitration and say, I deserve more money, although sometimes I won't do very well. <laughs> so you don't I'd boo, like to get more money, even though I'm only human. Team. I'm booing you no. right now. You don't boo your own team? No, because I mean- Because you're a human being? I'll say this. I'm going to support my team whether they're winning or losing. Will I be really, really upset? One of my friends, he calls me a bandwagon fan of the Red Wings because when they lose, I'm upset. And I was like, that's just part of being a fan. But do you boo? No. But I will sit there and I'll probably shed like one or two you'll, tears. Or you'll quietly stew. What about you? You know, I'd boo my team because I think Mr. it has Alex. like a re reverse psychology effect because they're like, oh, they're really our so, own members. Okay, so you're like Mike. You feel like you have a lot of power. Okay. Well, no. hey, well, now, wait a minute. I don't boo my team for college sports, for amateur sports, which are not amateur sports anymore. I will boo the coaches, though, the play because calling, they're responsible. Yes, the coaches yep. deserve it. They put themselves in a position to be responsible. And professional athletes, I absolutely would boo them if they're not performing because they look like they're not trying. If they're just not good enough, I kind of feel sorry for them. Amen. Okay. I mean, I do agree with that. I don't necessarily say I would boo but I will talk shit. I'll be like, what the fuck was that? Why are you doing that? What is that play? You're not doing anything. Run the damn ball. Part of being a fan, right? I like that. I like the talking shit. Just like when they're good, they're the greatest team ever. Speaking of talking shit, which reminds me, how long when somebody in front of you at a light and they don't go when it's green, how long do you give them before you honk? I don't use my horn. I don't like to use my horn. Have you ever used it? So you, yeah, I have. So you'll sit there the, the whole time. of the car world. So you'll sit there the whole time and they and they don't go and it costs you going. You won't, you won't honk? I get scared to use my horn. I will every once in a while. But what about you get a shot for honking at What about if there's a line of yeah. cars behind you and you feel obligated because of your... Someone your, else will honk. The, are you waiting for somebody to honk behind you? Or do you feel like you need to honk for them? No. Now, Sean doesn't honk because when he's stuck at a light where he lives, somebody will throw a copy of Tolstoy at him, which could crack your windshield... Or the uh, the Ruby Omer Kayam. No, because they're keeping it there to throw at your car when you're honking at them. Yeah. Nowadays, you can see what the person's like doing in front of you. So you don't ever... Yeah, they're usually on their phones. So That's you, what I mean, yeah. You don't honk either. Oh, I'll honk. Yeah, get moving. Oh, I have places you, to go. How long do you give them? 
I don't know. If they don't go immediately, do you honk? Do you give them like uh, 10, 5, 10 seconds? God, no. No, it's pretty quick. Because you can tell if a person's <laughs> deeped in their phone, right? What if they're driving a cherry red Navigator paid for by the taxpayers? Do you ever honk at them? When they- uh, Mike, Mike, you probably don't honk or do you? I may give a friendly toot on the horn, which is what I learned about so t- the Smith method when I took driver's training. Oh, so you try to honk gently. And yeah, how, long the, the do, little friendly how long do you do, give them? A little if friendly no, toot on the horn. The if Smith nobody's message. behind <laughs> you and nobody's behind you, do you give them more time? Wait, what? In other words, if you're at the light and somebody's not moving ahead of you, the first person at the light, and nobody's behind you, it's just the two of you, do you give them more time because you don't feel the pressure of somebody being behind you? Maybe. Can we get back so, to Kilpatrick? No, so I'm what gonna, does this have to do with booing? Guys, this is, this, is the, this is the amazing world of it's Sean's compressed mind. air booing. So a couple yeah. days ago, I was driving. I was driving. Yeah, let me hear it. Let me hear doing it. Doing one of those left-hand turns on Woodward that I that everyone has to do, and the car in front of me just totally deeped into their phone. As was I. Next thing I hear is honk. I'm like, oh shit, because I thought I was it was me, and then I realized no, that's about that person. So I I went by, kept going. I felt bad, like I because I knew I was doing something wrong. I wasn't yeah. paying attention, but ultimately it didn't matter. I couldn't do anything. So then I turned down a side street to go home, and there's a Gardner White truck there. And then there's another truck unloading stuff on the other side so you couldn't get through. And three cars are sitting there. And so my only response was to roll down my window as I, in a huff, went in reverse to turn around and just went, assholes! As if that, really? does, as if that does anything for anybody. So but no I was angry. You, no wonder you boo. Well, I wanted them to be. I want you them to be aware. yelled out assholes. Yeah, I don't think they heard it. I, I want them to be aware of their surroundings that have they're you, holding have up you other all people. Ever done that? Have you rolled your window down and yelled out assholes? I won't roll my window down. Would but you I'll, have I'll scream in my car? I was so pissed. Yeah, you scream in your car. It's not very soundproof, so I'm sure they can. If it's quiet enough, they can hear me. Sean, that mic, Sean it you, was about me venting, though. If, I didn't you think rolled your window would, down would, and yelled out. I don't out. think it would change the behavior one iota. No, of course not. But, Mike, have you rolled down your window and yelled out, asshole? I'm more of a sunroof finger guy. <laughs> 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 Something that's, that's, that's kind of charming about seeing a... a a hand raise above the roof what of the you, car with one what finger. What do you do? Are you, are you always at 10 and 2 and just patiently waiting for no, everybody? No, no, no. I honked at somebody this morning on the way, and I don't like doing it, but, uh, but I, there do. was a line of cars behind me, and I could tell the person was not going to go. Yeah, you know so you were I mean? the hero. No, I wasn't for the hero. behind you. I just wanted to... I just want to move it along. Okay, I'm sorry for changing the subject and getting and making everybody laugh. Let's get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, let me let me change let's the be subject again. Yeah, let's go back and be miserable, please. Let me change the subject one more time to some some more high priced uh, uh, wearables. Yeah, no, let's not yes. talk about anything that people. Our can merchandise to. store is open. Stop being a dick. If, if you'd like to get some ML Soul Detroit swag in time for the holidays. We are having a holiday pre-sale. Are you booing the holidays? Very limited time. We will collect sales tax. I'm sorry. Uh, And you can find a link to uh, our merchandise store at mlsolvedetroit.com. The merch store will only be open until November 29th. That's so that we can ship this to you in time for the holidays. So if you'd like to get some of the great Soul of Detroit swag that occasionally you've seen Sean wearing on the show. Occasionally? I loyally wear it every week. No, I mean, we don't broadcast the show video every time. So I'm oh, saying... Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not very smart. When you tune in and you see Sean looking fetching in his uh, Never fetching. Outfit, you can get some of that for yourself at mlsolvedetroit.com. Fat and bald, but never fetching. The, uh, <laughs> the purchase supports the show, so it's another way that you can support us while getting some 
some groovy swag. So please, please avail yourself of this opportunity, this limited time opportunity. Um, Mark, should we tell people about how Luke Nowacki can yeah. help Yeah. If you got a lot of money and you don't have to pay restitution, you want that money to grow for you, you want to give Luke Nowacki a call, 248-663-4748. Luke will look at all your investments, if you have any, or all your cash, and say, hey, this is what you have. Where do you want to be? How old are you? What is your goal? Let's get you on target. So give Luke a call, 248-663-4748. Because when you call Luke... He'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Can't find the audio. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Securities and investment advisory services offered through Bonaic Wealth. Sync member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Bonaic Wealth. Sync is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent. Bonaic Wealth. Sync. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? Yes. This week's geek is not going to surprise anybody who knows me. Taylor Swift? No, 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 no. I think if we've learned anything over oh, the last Christ. couple of months this is going to be a Michigan with this thing. show, we've learned of my love of football. And so if you're one of those people who doubted, who doubted that our glorious Detroit Lions were going to come back against the Chicago Bears, ah. who lost faith in these warriors, these people who have represented us so well, and left the stadium. Then you are Mikey Killing. There were people that left the stadium. They did a few. Yeah. Oh started, come on. Well, there were three and a half minutes to go, and they were down twelve points. Did right? anybody boo them? No, they were probably the ones that were booing. Do they not watch enough NFL to know that that it, game's not over? At but that it point? doesn't happen often. In fairness to them. Oh my God, on behalf so of my weird. fellow Lion fans, I am to them. No, 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 no. I mean, they they were making a, a decision based on numbers that on were traffic? In, in their favor. Right? How oh often boy, have you seen that? The Lions have never done that. So that's the first time they've ever Hey, when the Lions like scored had some before comebacks. the two-minute warning. Not, not two scores timeouts. with three and a half minutes to go. Yeah, it was possible. No, it's possible, but I don't know that they've ever come back two scores, three and a half minutes to go. I'm sure it's happened. Not lately. You don't think it's happened? I thought I saw a stat that that was the first time I'm, that that kind of comeback had ever happened. I mean, tell me the Bears didn't Lions that game, the old Lions. No, right? for, no, that's kicking a that question. field goal for sure. and fourth sure. and one, stupid. But, but okay, we right, have to sorry. go to the anyway. we have to go to the music. When do we get to hear right about, now about? <laughs> Well, I can't, I can't believe it was that easy to get away with pretending I was a big Lions fan. That was, uh, that was a crime of the century. Fantastic. Well, we knew you didn't you watch said, the game. Well, the way you said glorious sounded insincere. So it, you know, it's totally insincere. You were, you but, were doing it to yourself. You were letting people know. But I, this is an opportunity for us to, to turn the show over to somebody who is a sincere and committed gentleman who never, never makes a promise he won't keep. And you may remember last week, Sean pledged to Lilia that he would come up with something from Robert Bradley's, Bradley's Blackwater Surprise Room 7609 this week. Did so, you? Sean, what's I, I just a, told what, you I came up with something better. What are we listening to? <laughs> he literally just told me 10 seconds ago what he wanted. What, what do we got? 
and it wasn't anything close to what he was supposed it's not, to do. It's not Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise? Not a hidden gem no. from the Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise catalog? He wanted this, but that's not what uh, we're doing. Because you, you can't just spring it on me 10 seconds before. Oh, but I just, you know, Chrissy Hind is awesome. The best. Best female singer. Awesome. In rock. And I just thought it'd be fun to have something awesome in here for a change. Well, well instead, we have uh, MLs big. I mean, so. during this segment, we have, it's an awesome yeah. show, except for those five minutes. So sometimes I, you're the worst today. I Unfortunately, don't, even sometimes 15. I don't doubt Bob's uh, love for Sean, but he knows this show, and that's why he contacted and said, hey, you know what? Thank you, Bob. Why don't you play a little English beat, <laughs> Mirror in the Bathroom, which is appropriate because this is about the time in the show where Sean goes and sees himself in the Mirror in the Bathroom Great at band. Drew's house. Great band. Oh, that's a fun song. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Lou. Bob, thanks for thanks for bailing Sean out. Uh, no, we we had it covered. I just I forgot to tell uh, Mark at the top we, of the show we had it covered. That's English beat me. <laughs>
in thank the you. bathroom. Brought to you. Thank you, Bob. Room seven. So I think, I think we're going to start to broaden room seven six oh nine out next year to Ooh. something where, rather than just limit ourselves to new wave music, which, which I could listen to forever, which I think is already well known, what we'll do is we'll invite you, to offer a song to us by a well-known band but it's a song by that band that people might not know that they might not appreciate so we keep with our hidden gem theme so it's a something deep track uh, yeah exactly there a b-side a deep cut whatever we'll we'll be thinking about so that. songs people didn't want to listen to whenever they were published 20 30 years ago that sounds great <laughs> no it could be it could be beethoven's sixth what? you know Why it doesn't you matter your face it could your, be your something that people don't know about because i feel like you're just been needling him this whole show no, I'm just having fun. <laughs> well, I can't wait till the end of uh, the year when it's time to pay Sean, and I don't, and we'll see what happens. And he says, "Wait a minute, it's okay. where's, where's my, it's okay, where's my restitution?" Although I, I drive here for the love. It will be uh, somewhere short of the seven figures that's owed by I drive for the love by his honor. Um, that's yeah. You know, I get all these emails from people saying, you know. It's disrespectful to refer to him as his honor. You're only doing that because he's black and blah. It's like people have been people referring to the Doug mayor of Detroit that, yeah. as his honor for 50 years. I yeah. called Doug in that. I called Governor Whitmer, Her Excellency. I called uh, no, Tony Morocco, King Tony. The one thing Tony, that was disrespectful. The corruption kingpin of, of Macomb County. There was one thing that was disrespectful with him, and that was when he first got into office, and way too many people called him by the first name. You just said Duggan, right? Yeah. So, and we do well, that with everybody no, else. No, 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 no. I will say this. Elric always refers to him as Kilpatrick. No, no. El, I'm not talking about Mike. I'm, oh. I don't mean Mike. I mean, yeah. he was Me? referred to by his... Kwame. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't fair. When he first got in office before he revealed sure. who he was. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Because well, we didn't do... We certainly don't do that with white after, politicians. We don't do that with any other mm, politician. Even, you know, Obama the, was always Obama. Nobody says Barack. Right? True. Well, the, or Joe. Some people might say Sleepy Joe if they want to, you know, be derogatory to him. The Don. The Donald, yeah. Well, but the thing about Kilpatrick is he tried to come across as very approachable, and so he wanted to be, you know, Kwame. But once he got to be mayor, in fact, when I wrote a profile of him, this is this is a funny behind-the-scenes story about journalism and, and copy desks and, and white folks who don't quite get stuff, but... He, there was a scene right after he was elected mayor, and he was at the Renaissance Center, and this young black kid came up to him and said, Hey, Kwame. He goes, No, no, no. It's Mr. Mayor now. We ain't boys. And so I quoted him on that in this profile of the new mayor, <laughs> and one of our copy editors, who was a very nice but very you know suburban white person, changed it to, the mayor corrected him and said, We are not uh, children. So she oh. took it out of the quote from, it's Mr. Mayor now, we ain't boys, to he said, it's Mr. Mayor now, and then pointed out to him that they were not related. That's not... <laughs> or that they were no not, longer children. That's not what like, he meant. It's like, okay. No, we're but, not friends, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, but she's so just like, yes. Stupid. She, she looked at and said, well, I guess she's saying that we're no longer children because now I am elected the mayor of this. I say, Whatever. Next time, check with me. In a direct quote, we ain't boys means... We ain't boys. Yeah. Not we're no longer not tight. Yeah. We're no longer under the age of eighteen. So, uh, room seven six zero nine. Please send your suggestions to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail dot com. We or just tell me ten seconds before we're about to play it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, you but look at you. You found it. You got it. We got the first few bars of it. It was great. That's right. And and that's how quick you are. 
Lilia, we should say that Sean did check out Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise and decided it wasn't New Wave enough. Well, yeah, it wasn't. I got lost watching Here Are Cats and Dogs That Are Friends videos. <laughs> Sounds about right. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. lot like this show. So uh, we said at the top that we were going to ask uh, we're going to ask Callie what's going on in East Lansing and and to try and explain Swifties to us. What 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 is going on in East Lansing? You're you're a newswoman. Aside from people running into garage doors. I'm, it's a little crazy up there right now. I'm not going to lie. This past year has been an interesting year in East Lansing. Uh, one day I was sitting at my desk at work, and it was just one after another after another. And my coworkers were like, this school needs to get their shit together. And I was like, yeah, I go there. Thank you. But, I mean, I don't know. It started off with the whole Mel Tucker thing and then the Hitler on the Jumbotron and the teacher cooking math like oh that was a great story then the uh, board like the president is math. taking free trips and then the other board members are calling her out what's wrong then... with the teacher cooking meth what do you mean what's wrong with the teacher cooking math you don't bring enough for the whole class you shouldn't bring any i mean he canceled this... like the first two weeks of class <laughs> didn't tell anyone why and then all of a sudden they're like oh he's cooking meth that's why he's not teaching. oh i thought he was cooking meth in the class that would have been awesome no. no. It was kinesiology. So he was hoarding. He was keeping it to himself. That yeah. was a real issue. One of my friends, her roommate was in that class, and she was like, yeah, it was really weird. We just oh, didn't really? have class for so long. And I was like, how do you, I mean, I would, are they all going to get automatic four points? Do they have to take a new class? Like, they lost the first So it's okay for Brian Cranston, but not for this fellow. I was going to say, you have your own Walter White <laughs> in the school. That's cool. I got to tell you, though. That's a TV show. This is real life. Wow. Every everything you just mentioned though pales in comparison to what happened last February thirteenth, which was the shooting. Yeah. I mean, does that still cast a major shadow over the university? I mean, you would think it yeah. would because Berkey Hall isn't isn't open yet, right? Or is it going to open? I don't I think that's know. being debated, isn't it? Students have said they're uncomfortable with Berkey Hall. Yeah, so I they reopened the union, but they had to. There's too many things that happen in the union for them to not reopen it. And then um, people thought it was on fire. Did you see that picture? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was on fire too. I was yeah. emailing my news station pictures. I was like, yeah, and it was just who puts an orange light right next to a steam vent? Yeah. Well, oh. Oh. <laughs> colleges. Just, just be glad they somebody didn't think it was a heliport. That'd be the next crazy yeah. thing to happen there. But we were freaking out. We were like. This union can't win. Nothing good happens in that building. Oh, yeah. I was like, what next? No, but it definitely does. We're doing some, like, on the 13th this year, we are not having class. Nothing can be due that day. I think it's the day of and the day after we have off of class this mm -hmm. year. And they plan on continuing to do that for the years coming. Um, but it, I don't know. I haven't had a class in Berkey. I had a class in Berkey the year before the shooting. Have you been back to the union? I have. I didn't think I was going to go back, but I was tailgating and I really had to pee. Oh. So <laughs> there you go. Life goes on. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Berkey Hall was always one of my favorites. I I hope that they do reopen it and that people are able to you know go there for what it was meant for, which during the week was studying and during the weekends it was peeing during tailgates. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's locked up during the weekends now, so we've already lost that very important function. But uh, but it's a great building right on Grand River. I mean, it's a beautiful building. It's got great classrooms, and it just, through no fault of its own, was the site of a, a terrible tragedy. I mean, it's awful. And I know I'm teaching feature writing again next semester, and every year I start my class, no matter what, when, no matter what uh, version of journalism I'm teaching, I have the students write their own obituary because it's meant to figure out 
what their writing is like. It's meant to give them an opportunity to kind of assess their life at this point in their life and to look ahead to what they aspire to and to talk to people who can tell them about them so they can write about a subject they know intimately. They can do some interviews that are kind of easy interviews, and it sets a nice baseline for the semester. I will not be assigning that anymore at Michigan State or probably anywhere because students are dying on campuses, and the notion that you could be an 18 or 20-year-old kid in what should be an idyllic setting, one of the safest places you can imagine, is just not a uh, it's not a safe premise anymore. How, how often it's do you how often do you think often. about it up there? At least once a week. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, my son who graduated just this past year, he's he's still mm, carries it. To him. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. We were actually just talking about it at work because I also work at a bar in downtown and my boss refused to lock the doors that night and he was like what what if someone needs to get in and a lot of people were there to like 132 in the morning because they mm-hmm. couldn't leave and a lot of my coworkers were like either lived on campus or were stuck there and I ended up going to my mom's friend's house that night because I had just driven past it and then all the roads were closed so we couldn't get back home so we had to go over it up to my mom's friend Patty's house and we stayed there for the night but it was it was crazy and like it's Definitely something that I don't think any of us are going to fully recover from, but it's definitely gotten a lot easier. And some of my friends have gotten to the point where it's like not as sad. They can almost kind of joke about it, but I still am not. Time. Yeah. I don't know about joking, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's scary. East Lansing has been a scary place the past couple years. I never thought, like, growing up, I always went there every week for tailgates, but now it's like, oh, there's a shooting here, there's a stabbing there, like, walking downtown, like, I just did a big feature story on it for one of my classes, because we got pepper sprayed outside of El Az, because the cops were trying to control riots. Could have been worse. You could have eaten the food at El Az. I eat it a lot. I work there. (laughs) I mean... I mean, the food that people bring into L.S. because obviously the cuisine at L.S. is fantastic and has been. Hey, I'm a bartender. I don't make the food, so just come get a drink for me. Well, the margaritas are pretty good there. That's why I would go there, the margaritas and the chips. But uh, So so what about Taylor Swift? We've talked about her on this show, and and uh, I don't know what makes her different than any other. You know, how is she different from Miley Cyrus or Katy Perry or what? other people who are big, big stars, but not quite like, totally I mean, she's different. like an industry. She's almost like uh, she's an economy, man. She's like Death Clock, where she she's so big, she has her own economy. Would Anybody she approve, Death Clock? Would she approve no? of the way they've teased their hair up? Because they, both of them, are particularly Spike today, I was thinking about that. That's a lot Ooh. of extra mousse Me? or gel, both of you. Yeah. Would she approve of that? Just don't tell my hair is anyway. I don't know Taylor Swift Jealous. personally, but... Jealous? You're just jealous? No idea. No, it is tall today, and Mike's got uh, a particularly pungent spike over there. You really don't understand the appeal of Taylor Swift? I understand the appeal of Taylor yeah. Swift. I feel, I mean, I've listened to Are you to too old for life. Taylor Swift? No. She's no. been around forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her first album, Taylor Swift, came out when I was like peak, like elementary school. And I think why so many people love her so much is because she has been with them since they were little kids and her style has evolved and changed and kind of grown with her. So everyone kind of has felt like they were growing up with her. Like Drew with the Beatles? That's my theory. Well, kind of like Bowie, right? Because Bowie changed from album to album. 
I mean, I'm not saying she's Bowie because I vastly appreciate Bowie more than her, but I, I understand what Taylor Swift is. I love her. I think she's really good at what she does. I think the other reason she's so big, ML, is she's pretty. She writes hooky songs that get stuck in your in your head. They're earworms, which, you know, yeah, Katy Perry can do that. Miley Cyrus can do it. But just the sheer number of Taylor Swift. Plus, she stays out of trouble. But does she have She's the, always the victim, right? Does the, she have the compelling... Yes, that's right. The is boyfriends she, is break she up the with one her. The Kardashians who, attack her. Kanye attacks okay. her. She is kind of the victim, and she's trying to do everything right and be Little Miss Perfect. And Now, I mean, I think that's all a facade, because she's still a 33-year-old woman, but... So she's the talented, pretty girl who the the people who feel like they're always getting jilted for yeah. the talented, pretty girls can still relate to. I w- yeah, I guess that's fair. Huh? Oh, oh. But I think when it boils down to it, she writes good music that people like. And does she and a write lot it herself? Of it. Oh, yeah. Does it matter to people whether she writes Her- it or whether somebody... I mean, I don't personally care if the okay. music I'm listening to is written by the person who's performing it, but for a lot of people, I really? feel like it does. Oh, yeah. It matters to me. I don't know why. Okay. I More really authentic? That it's really coming from her heart? Big, as big fan of uh, Millie Vanilli. Oh, girl, you know it's you. Blame Why don't we play rain. Millie Vanilli? Does Millie Vanilli count as a new wave? I don't know if they're... No. no it's they're kind of more like Wham. R- R&B and, pop, yeah. yeah. Al, are you a Swifty? You know, I think Swifty... I- I'm not a Swifty myself, but it's kind of a plague in my school. <laughs> I'm plague? I, you know, I'm trying to walk down the hallway. Blonde locusts? Yeah, literally. Like, every single blonde white girl in my school, they know every single Taylor Swift song. It's scary. I don't Allie, know do you know every single Taylor Swift song? No, but I will warn you, do not say bad things about the Swifties. Oh, God, no. no they they are Allie's very powerful. You will get stabbed behind the school dumpster, okay? It's not. They're like a mob group in my school, I swear. Damn. I, the, the Swifties include the moms, too, at this point, right? That brings us back to racketeering yeah. and another opportunity well, dre- to discuss Kilpatrick. That, when, they, when she played here in the summer, mm-hmm. the moms were dressed up in the same way that the, the daughters were oh, that yeah. they were going to the concerts with. Everyone gets so excited to, like, all my friends were going to her tour, and they were all picking out their outfits, and some of them went to multiple days of the tour. I don't have the money for that. Like, that's, and her tickets. The the only other thing I compared to in in my life was, especially with the clothes and the the fashion uh, sort of trend setting, was Madonna. Madonna was huge. Yeah. um, And and different and new. Taylor's that times 10, though. I really think so. Madonna was people. Madonna was massive. Oh, I remember. I would argue Madonna was still somewhat more influential in her era. Do you remember how you would play music? With Taylor Swift, people dress up to go to her concerts. With Madonna, people just dressed up to look like her. Yeah, it was cultural. Then their everyday life. I mean, she transcended. It was just nobody ever seen anything look like that. Yeah, that's probably the closest comparison. And she was a business person right that um took care of her own thing and, and i think there's a lot of respect there same with taylor swift yeah right yeah. a lot of people don't like her music but think she's awesome because of what I, she's built i don't like her music because i have to hear it all the time because uh, i have two little kids at home that listen to it non-stop but yeah i i wake up with earworms of her stupid songs in my head constantly my daughters were uh of the age when uh katie perry was big and they'd sing yeah. along in the car to the uh, songs, and I'm like, well, you know, you're I have the tiger. Or you're whatever. singing or... about a three way, and uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> and, and I hope you don't don't continue yeah, to sing I that song when you tiger. get to school. But uh, but they just Katy Perry was big, but not not like not like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wasn't that a lyric of hers? 
Who? You're thinking, Roar. Well, Roar is. Oh, yeah, I've got the Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. But when you say Eye of the Tiger, you think of no, the Rocky. I'm not think, no, I'm not thinking of Rocky. Survivor. I know, but it sounded like I was Survivor. I thinking of the yeah. lyric in, uh, in Roar, which I heard in ballparks every all summer one year. She writes some pretty good anthems, too. You look up all these like old pop songs that you used to listen to when you were a kid, and they're all about like the grossest or like oh, yeah. like rape or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you don't think about it when you're little. No, you never realize. No, like you the song can't. "Whistle," I love that song Whistle. when I was a kid. <laughs> the Yang Yang Twins. Like, is that who you're talking about? No, oh. who is it? Is it Jason Derulo? Oh, Jason Derulo. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You play, play, yeah. Can you play that for a second? No. Jason Derulo's. We don't have the rights. That's one of the few songs where I, I would actually it, take over the radio. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to listen to that shit. It, I don't want you to. I, it I doesn't hear it. say I anything. About. I'm sure I've heard it. Necessarily bad unless you understand what he's talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's deceptively simple. It's it's uh, it's insidious. It's not good. Shauna, you got your thesaurus. I've thrown a few words out there for you today. Wait, what'd you know. say? Fastidious? Insidious. Oh, insidious. Yeah. Oh no! I think, I think Mark had a bullion out there earlier, and uh, is it Wiggle? I thought you wiggle. said Wiggle. Yes, wiggle was another one. Yeah, no whistle. I do remember whistle because, like, yeah. Alex, have you been paying attention to his his uh, vocabulary? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You're expanding. That's it. Alex is here to learn and also to teach. What what, uh, what uh, are you learning about uh, Patreon that you can teach us? Well, you know, a lot of I had to do. I'll be frankly honest with you. When I I didn't know a whole lot about Patreon before this whole thing. Wait a minute! During the interview, you called yourself Mister Patreon. <laughs> I know Brilliant. I did that. Uh, Good move. Was it? Damn. Have I'm, you ever considered running for mayor of Detroit? <laughs> I think I'd be a great mayor, honestly. Line left. The, the bar is low. Well, so what sort of things should we be offering people, or what sort of sort of things should we consider offering people? To get them to open their wallets along with their hearts and support our show. Well, it really depends on the size and the demographic of what we have here. So we got, yeah, you know, if you, you have, have like a massive a, audience of very sophisticated uh, gentlemen and women. If you have a very big audience, or if you have like a very small but like a cult following of audience, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Okay. So. I was thinking maybe like free merch, you know, merchandise okay. every week. Matching track suits and Adidas shoes. Yeah, like okay. every year. It's cult-like following. I like that. Marshall Applewhite option. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, you know, group Kool-Aid. Chat. Like a group chat almost for okay. um, Facebook or Discord, if any of you old guys know what that is. Discord, yeah, unfortunately. Discord. We have Discord every time Sean and I get on the mic together, but I don't know that they've... I thought it was Harmony. I don't know. It could be. I thought people tuned <laughs> yeah, in for it the could harmony. be bone thugs. This is the shitster. People tuned in for the harmony. Uh, this is a big one. Maybe like dinner with the group, or like some sort of thing like that. What about cooked by Sean? Ooh, see that Chef Sean. Chef Sean. What about I'll, I'll that? Cook. Okay, dinner with Sean. And if you don't like it, you can boom. Absolutely. <laughs> and we could have it in one of the outbuildings at Sean's house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the stable. I don't know it's if you guys, heated. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if you guys already do this, but like a digital download of the podcast, so you can you know listen on the go when you have no internet or mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Okay, okay. So maybe uh, maybe a chance to interact with us. Uh, merchandise. Okay. Uh, dinner with Sean. I like that digital download. Um, what about a live performance of Robert Bradley's Blackwater Surprise? <laughs> I think people pay a lot of money for playing that. some of their greatest hits. Yeah. Okay. I, I like think that. I, that's. I should write that down. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, maybe like a behind the scenes. Oh. You know, like uh, 
invite people to come and sit in on the show or? that or like a video that like shows what you guys do here and how it works and well you've seen it now and yeah, you I've think seen pe- it. You, has that changed your opinion at all yeah you know i thought it was a little bit more formal to be honest uh it's a little it's a little bit more formal is a fancy way of saying organized yeah, organized or shit together okay yeah so, Many people have been fooled by our uh, our seeming uh, organization, but it's 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 a mess. That's a great uh, a great list. Okay. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Dick. Thank you, thank you for your input. Um, <laughs> I think he's in a hurry. Alex is learning, man. This dude is quick. I, I wrote down a. Bu- I was up all last night. I was thinking, uh, like a special. Uh, we can tell. Wow, <laughs> like a special exclusive podcast. It's like an extra episode. Yeah, there. like okay. a mm-hmm. bonus content. How about a podcast content? just with Mike? Just by himself. Yeah. Soul of Detroit, just with Mike. Without the interruptions, it'd be about seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the interruptions are, when are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> you can tell he's getting itchy. I mean, could you breathe? Now, you may have to push back. Through my ears. You may have to push back some dates at some podcast if for this next one. Uh, early access for oh. like certain You could do that, yeah. Um, That's like getting into prison free. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump the line. Yeah, you go early so you don't have to stay as long. Right. Right? I guess, yeah. Or is it like a fast pass? Like I'm just worried if like we... a fast pass, kind of? I'm just worried if we did that, people would warn everybody else, like, don't bother with this. One. Well, it also ruins <laughs> yeah, any timeliness. We're not evergreen yeah. enough to do that. Uh, submission for topics. Ah. So you could talk about, like, certain things people recommend. Now, I hope that doesn't go off the rails and people start asking for dick jokes, but... Oh, well, we yeah. could do that. That's pretty on par for this show. Yeah. As it, we edit it most is. of the ones Sounds that Sean great. tries to slip in the show. So yeah, that's just, really we'll my just, style. We'll do it uncut. It could be uh, uh, the soul of the uncircumcised soul of Detroit. We could do that. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good start. So if you like any of these suggestions or if you have any of your own, please send us an email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Let us know what you would like to see that may help uh, you decide that, uh, you know what, this is a bonus and I'm willing to pay a little extra for a little extra. And you can also send your suggestions for Room 7609. You can send your feedback. You can send us a quick critique of every show. We, we love to get that. And, uh, and if you want to hear more of Callie and Al, just let us know. We, uh, we know where to find them. Oh, it's Al now? That's what he said. Have you not been listening? Yeah, I said that's Jesus. my radio name. Sorry. He's, he's, a, he's a man of many disguises, many moods. He's the Sean Windsor of, uh, of high school, of Southeastern Michigan High School, which is also why he gets beat up a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Throwing a lot. Mainly by Swifties, because <laughs> he gave him the side eye. You can't do that. We learned that today, if nothing else, folks. So we do have a little bit of feedback. Um, oh, really? Okay. But first, we want to thank... <laughs> he's so bummed. As we, as we said off the top, we want to thank Bryant for his generous donation. Please join Bryant in the singular category of people who reach into their pockets to keep this show going. And now here's our feedback. By the way, this feedback was composed by... Or this music was composed by Max Prokop, the bass player for the Smiths Unite, who will be performing on Wednesday at the Magic Bag. So if you don't see me on Wednesday at the Magic Bag... Maybe you'll see me Friday at Thomas McGee's in Eastern Market. Either way, say hi, and uh, and we'll have a beer. Uh, Patrick writes, although you haven't talked about it in your column or on Soul of Detroit, I'm sure you've heard about the tragic Samantha Wool homicide. Oh, my God, yeah. For those of you who don't know this, this was the president of the downtown synagogue in Detroit who was murdered 
on her front lawn, I believe. Uh, the downtown synagogue is a fascinating place. It had been basically abandoned for decades, and now it's coming back with a fairly young congregation, and there's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement around it. It's in Capitol Park, which is kind of a dynamic little neighborhood in downtown Detroit. At any rate, Patrick is wondering why, whether we can shed light on why no one in the media has reported on who police arrested and searched. Surely this is a matter of public record. I recognize that police presumably would not disclose these records under FOIA, ongoing investigation, etc. But it shouldn't be hard to figure out through other legal channels. I absolutely understand innocent until proven guilty, and I don't support doxing someone for curiosity's sake, but I think the public in this matter the public interest in this matter outweighs any particular person's subjective privacy interests. It seems like in other high-profile cases, there's been more public scrutiny of persons of interest, even before they were criminally charged. If I'm looking at this wrong, I'd love to hear your thoughts. On a side note, I love the new Kwame anecdote from yesterday's column, I got an A, LOL. So that's the one story we didn't share with you here. You can find that on our website because I'll have a link to my column on there, and we'll have a link to Sean's columns as well. That's from Patrick. No need. So we're just going to plow right through. Um, (laughs) So it's not really easy to find out who's been taken into custody. Uh, Generally, you know, we used to have somebody in police headquarters in, in Detroit. We had a press room on the third floor, which was, we should do a whole show on that at any rate. Um, And you might see people coming and going, but for the, or you might see them waiting in the lobby for their lawyer or for somebody to pick them up. But we don't know who these folks are. And while there are records created, they generally are not released. And they're not subject to FOIA, as Patrick points out, because it is an ongoing investigation. There are exceptions to this, and they are rare exceptions. In the case of um, Stephen Grant, you may remember 15 years ago that the... Uh, Macomb County Sheriff and Prosecutor were talking a lot about that case, and everybody knew Stephen Grant was a person of interest long before he was arrested. But in a case like this, there's not a lot of public records that we have access to, and so you kind of rely on your human sources. Do you know somebody who's working the case? Do you know a defense attorney who's been hired to represent that person, and are they willing to talk about it? Are they willing to get out front and say, they questioned my client, but they're not a suspect, or they were brought in, and they may appear to be a suspect, but they're just a person of interest who's aiding in the investigation? We really are at the mercy of what people are willing to tell us at this stage of an investigation. And here's the sad fact of the matter. There are so few reporters working the crime beat these days that we just don't have the relationship with police to try and get behind the scenes and find out what's really going on. We don't have people who hang out with cops on a regular basis. We don't have an office in police headquarters. And we don't have the kind of sources with prosecutors where somebody might be able to say, hey, I got this case and you won't believe who we're looking at. This doesn't mean that reporters don't know who the suspect is, but we're reluctant to publicize any name until charges have been brought, unless, again, it's an extraordinary case like they may be at large, they may be a threat to other people, like a real obvious threat to people. And so if we know, and I don't know that we know, it hasn't been reported because it's just too early in the investigation, and if cops are ready to pull the trigger... They may be trying to keep it quiet because they don't I, I want think, to jeopardize the investigation. I think that's a surprising thing with the Samantha Wall case is that, yeah, they brought somebody in and then let him go two days later because they couldn't, they couldn't charge him. They, they think they 
brought him in based on their original investigation, some of the things he said, and then you bring him in and go, well, there's just not enough there. And they and, let him go. And that's sometimes the prosecutor's call where they'll sure. forward mm-hmm. a case for charges because in Michigan, at, at the state level, it's we don't do rare, it's grand juries. It's rare to juries. see that, though. Well, it's not that rare that a case goes to the prosecutor and the prosecutor says you need to get more evidence no, before to bring somebody bring in and hold them without charging them. It's not that common, though. Yeah, and in fact, under Unless the law, yeah, you can you only hold them hours, for right? so many yeah. hours before you have to formally charge them. So, yeah, the other thing is they just might not have enough evidence or sometimes they turn them loose and they watch them and see where they go and what do they sure. do now that they know that they're under scrutiny. And in a case like that, if we're aware of that, and this doesn't happen very often, but if we're aware that the police might say, please don't put that name out there because you're going to jeopardize our investigation. And I think on a case-by-case basis, we will not work with police, but try and respect the process and hope that uh, that if they can make their case, they make their case. And if they can't, then the person is cleared. But I remember a case from 20 years ago and some folks may remember that the tragic death of Justin Mello, who was a, uh, I believe it was Justin Mello is his name. He was a 16-year-old kid uh, from the New Baltimore area. Great kid. Everybody liked him. He was working boy, at right? yeah. uh, a grinder shop yep. late one night. Went in. Uh, he was there alone, which he shouldn't have been. He was killed. It was just horrible. And three young classmates were brought into custody. They were basically pressured into making confessions two of them did one of the kids had some 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 developmental disabilities the other kid was just highly susceptible to pressure Mm -hmm. the other kid was probably the toughest kid i've ever seen in my life he was 16 years old he was built like a pit bull and he just stared back at the cops and said f you you don't got nothing on me the other two kids were both charged and ultimately they were I think they were convicted because they pleaded guilty. The convictions were overturned because it turned out that this young man was killed by two other kids yeah. from the area who were on a murder spree, believe it or not, across the country Random, where they were yeah. robbing restaurants and killing people. So sometimes you have a pe- person of interest. Sometimes they even confess and sometimes it's the wrong person. So we have to be really, really careful with these things because I think the one thing everybody agrees on is that whoever did this horrible thing should be brought to justice and dare say if they're required to pay restitution, they should pay restitution. But, um, but yeah, Patrick, I, if this person was, was deemed to be a viable threat, I think that this name would come out into the the public domain, but, uh, but there's a process issue and, and this is why you really do need to support the media because the more reporters we have, the more time we have to spend on these cases and do our own investigations. So, uh, so thanks, Patrick. And I want to share a little feedback from Michael who posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. God, am I sick of reading formerly known as Twitter. He says, sounds like the homeless held a soup kitchen in Sean's <laughs> rental car in Los Angeles, as in the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg flick the other guys. Mark, do we have a, a clip about the soup kitchen? Well, here she is. They left her under an overpass for the night. Bodily fluid and hair samples, we determined that a bunch of old homeless dudes had an orgy in the car. You know what that's called when they do that in there? It's called a soup kitchen. It's pretty rough stuff. Not long after that, a mama raccoon came along and gave birth on the floor. 
placenta blew out all over the back window there. <laughs> yeah, and then to top it all off, some joker comes along, takes himself a nifty little dump in the driver's seat. <laughs> this is what I would call a spite shit. Believe me, everybody that was in on this orgy was more than willing. In fact, they even <laughs> left you a note here. Thanks for the F-shack. Sean. Love Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> so, did you get a note in your car in L.A., Sean, last I week? I did not. When, I did not. You run in an unlicensed soup kitchen. That there. was the damnedest thing, though. It's so weird. I mean, yeah, it's it's slightly unnerving. It, it's better that it's a rental car, not your car, right? Well, yeah. If it were your car, you'd feel even more violated. I would have turned the car in immediately. Yeah, Dirty Mike and the boys have a way of uh, voiding the warranty on that on that personal vehicle. I, you know, I, I listened back to last week's show because so I I always listen back to the show and. When when Sean was unspooling the story, I thought, "Oh my God, when is this going to end? And and am I this am I this tedious?" But it was the payoff was worth it with the, Sean. Sean can spin a good yarn. Sean's Sometimes it takes car, a while to get to it, but and the mysterious green. Ch- I love hearing his ch- random, ridiculous stories about nothing. <sighs> so uh, oh, well, so yeah, oh, thank you. So Michael, um, <laughs> random and ridiculous. I like that. Well, they are. They're very random. I'm fascinated by you, Sean. <sighs> Sean's encounter. I'm not happy with your prediction for this weekend, but I'm fascinated. With Dirty Mike uh, and the knows? boys. Don't back no, down I, on I it want now. To see Michigan Have we gotten this far into a show without mentioning uh, mentioning Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh? I want to see Michigan win. The, Nobody they'll probably Connor end up Stallions. in the Rose Bowl if they do, and uh, I'd love to go to. I'd love to go back to L.A. Oh, it's always about you. Much. Yeah, you go back to L.A. and find that jet. No, no, I want to see him He's win. He's got to get the French dip. He didn't get it last time. No, I want to see him win because it's good for business, for the newspaper. Uh, how about because you have friends that you love and adore that went to school there and really want them to win? Dirty well, Mark that, and the boys. Yeah, that too. That too. Oh, for sure. So last week. You know what's funny? I just want to say this. When Michigan State was in the uh, playoff, um, what was that, 2014? When did Alabama roll on 15. them? It was a 15. thousand years ago. It's amazing. I, like I didn't. Well, I thought it was a fourteen. People were blown away that I said, "Yeah, I, I want Michigan State to win." And the only reason was because I knew people that rooted for him. I didn't. I didn't know any Alabama fans. So why is that so hard for you guys to root for Michigan? Because you know people that went there that would be very happy. No, I try not to root Arrogant for them. Not you. Cheaters. They're a bunch of cheaters. That's it. Oh fuck off! That's They're not a bunch of cheaters. I don't so, know. Guess they're such assholes. So last week, somebody on the show made a bold you prediction. Too. About the legal fight when Jim Harbaugh is saying, I can't wait to testify and talk to the judge and be like Tom Cruise and uh, Clarence Darrow and all other shit. Uh, does anybody remember that prediction, Mark? Do we I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of it because I think this case, like a lot of criminal cases, I'm not saying that crime was committed here, but there's going to be a settlement. There's going to be an agreement and we'll never get to the bottom of it because somebody's going to say, we're willing to take this, and they're like, great, we're going to move on. Because people well, generally don't want to go the whole nine yards and find out who did what. They just want it to be over. They want to feel no, like somebody no, 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 got not, punished okay. and we're done with this. Are you taking a victory lap on that? Because if you let the rest of that clip play, I said, we are going to get to the bottom of it because the NCAA will still do their stupid you know, four-year investigation. I don't remember that part of it. I well, that's what I said right after. Actually, that's I do remember that. That's why, I, that's why I edited it there. That's I just wanted right Swami off. Elric to get And by the credit. way, they had a deal. You know they had a deal in place. It's nothing. The linebacker's coach is nothing. now, right? Well, it's, that, but that's a different issue. There's and no he's a fucking way idiot. that Harbaugh had no idea what was going on. Why? There's, like, 
why was Harbaugh so close with some random coach that probably would have only spoke to him a couple times a year? Maybe How? he had a broken vacuum. Good idea. I, I got to tell you, the analysts are always next to the coaches. Always. You see the people signaling in plays. Those are analysts. I don't know if Harbaugh knew or not. There's well, no as of right now, there's right zero now. evidence. If there was, you Kelly, I would, I would, I definitely agree with you. That I don't think Partridge no was the only way. coach on staff that knew. It doesn't make sense. And why then he would I, have all this incredible information? Why wouldn't they tell the head coach about it? Because they knew they were well, breaking or rules. Because it worked. I mean, do you ask questions if something works? Like, how are you doing it? I mean, they could have been doing it the same way Rutgers and Ohio State did it when they gave all that info to Purdue. I mean. A lot of people are deciphering signs. Partridge, I'm not saying Partridge, that. Partridge, by the way, did not get fired for that. He got fired for fucking with the investigation. No, he tried to get some of the players to cover not, up the evidence. Oh, I think there's, I think there's more. I think there's more to it than that. No, but, but that's that's but, been reported. He literally tried to get some of the players to cover up evidence. What do you mean by evidence? I I don't know, but that that's what was reported. I well, thought he told, told them not to not cooperate. To, not to with cooperate. The invest- the cover-up, worse I, than the crime. It's a cliche, but it's I agree, I agree 100% with you. And I do think he probably did have access to that drive and was probably covering his own ass. All that being said, my issue and my problem with it is you have the Big Ten just making this decision based on information that the NCAA is giving them. It'd be like a federal, um, it'd be like the FBI giving you know, a state trial or a federal court giving a state court information. And there's no due process in it. What if it turns out that, total due that Partridge had a suitcase in Ward Emanuel's family car? That's what I was going to say, too. They had a deal in place, ML. You know that, right? They were going to let Harbaugh coach against Ohio State. They, they were going to make it two I, games. And then the NCAA said, hey, Big Ten, check out this information, which is kind of shitty of them to do that. But fine, whatever. It happened. Now they have to pay the price. I don't think that's shitty at I, all. I, I find Harbaugh as exhausting as Trump and Kilpatrick because people who believe in their innocence will not be swayed by the facts, and it takes pe- so oh. much energy to s- keep up with the latest developments. That or people have biases against them. Well, that's what they would say. But Jim Harbaugh is an admitted liar. His own universities suspended him for lying, and now, sure. now sure. he's being suspended. And and this this I, whole thing about we're going to go I'm to not, court. I think if we do get to the bottom of this. One of the reasons why they didn't go to court is because I think the Big Ten or the NCAA pulled a power plan and said, Oh, 100%. If you want to go to court, here's what's going to come out in court, Jimmy boy. I think it was the NCAA, 100%. Whoever it was. But then Michigan said, No, we don't want that coming out. We're just going to take what you're giving us. Because why would you accept a three-game suspension when they're going to give you a two-game suspension? Which, doesn't that make you feel like, yeah, maybe he didn't know? No. 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 I, I think that I think I, that I gotta, they, they I, went into court knew, saying so here's what they trained if, lawyers. If they had evidence that he knew, you bet your ass that they would have told the Big Ten by now. But they've made a, the Big Ten has made a concerted effort to say, Yeah, Harbaugh, uh, there's no evidence that he knew. Well, I and, I, the, and the money the money thing, that's the first thing the NCAA looks at. The, they have access to all their books. And now we know it's Uncle Except T, for Uncle T's the fuck books. that guy is. Yeah, Ed yeah. Martin 2023. Agreed. I mean, You're right. When Michigan's, Michigan has a championship squad, with the exception of the 97 team that Lloyd Carr had, there seems to be a taint with it. It's it's not leaders that's a lot of That's a lot of championship clubs. That's, well, since in the last 20 years. Alabama, then. USC, there's a lot of them. Oh, that sure. Have there's a lot of hangers-on. There's a lot of goofballs who think they're part of the team by writing checks or giving kids jobs or putting them on planes and stuff like that. But 
It's just disappointing. I mean, you know, you saw the Indianapolis I'm Star. Sure disappointed. Well, it, it's it, it's it, the hypocrisy is what disappoints me, but what but doesn't surprise me. But I'm sure you've College seen Athletics. the Indianapolis oh. Star. What? I, I'm I'm sure you've seen the Indianapolis. Indianapolis Star comes who said he wouldn't vote for J.J. McCarthy for Heisman yeah, because stupid. he thought the whole thing was tainted. And that's where this bullshit that they did has hurt the players. It's hurt the team. And and coaches shouldn't do things that hurt the players and shouldn't hurt hurt the team. Yeah, but Harbaugh is the one paying the price for it. And it's ridiculous. Well, J.J. McCarthy could be paying the price by not being considered a legitimate Harbaugh gets Heisman. paid a lot of money to pay the price for that. I wrote that today. I, I feel for the players. They had nothing to do with this. McCarthy well, they, talked. They benefited McCarthy from it, but they didn't about, get a vote. But no, McCarthy talked about that say. yesterday. That people think that the reason they're in the spot they're in is because of something that was well, that was nothing, illegal, not illegal, but uh, that they broke rules, that and, they were cheating, and nothing's going to change that. Just like you were saying, ML. But on the other side, you're just oh, going to so always have to assume, live with that. Yeah, you're going to always assume that that they're cheaters. Well, this is why I wish they'd gone to court, and that's why I hope this thing doesn't end with a settlement because we need to get to the bottom of it. We need to know everything that happened. Look at look at Gabe Leland. Now, here's another public corruption case. Oh, yeah. Let's go back. The, the man was caught on tape bribing somebody. And in the end, what did he plead guilty to? Misconduct in office because they cut a plea deal to resolve the case because nobody had the will to take it the whole way. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen here because we do deserve to I, know what's going on. Michigan's I, I reputation, Harbaugh's reputation, the player's reputation, it's all on the line. And until every single thing we know is laid out, those of us who would be in the role of a jury, the public, the court of public opinion, we're not going to be able to figure out who it is, and everybody's going to be arguing with half-truths. I think it's really weird, though, that you can punish somebody for acts that you there's no evidence that he committed or even knew about. I think that's very. I think that's just really, really weird. That, that was Harbaugh. remember. Weird. I'm the guy who said it was too early to that. punish Harbaugh because we don't know the full extent of this. The rules were broken. They have the power within the contract with the schools. It's a really weak loophole, though. It's not a loophole at all. It is all. a loophole. They're not. <laughs> they were they, cheating. Yeah, and that's a fact. The and the school's not the crime. No, you're right. He should be. He should be gone for. I mean, a lot more than three games. For Connor Stallions recording signals for two and a half years and, and figuring out a network based on in-person scouting that with a budget with a booster. With the linebacker coach new? Are you kidding me? Okay. I, you yeah, have I just, any I just idea dis- how the rest of the country disagree. looks at this? Oh, yeah. Look at the Michigan I believe State me. people, I right? I, of, I get it. Michigan versus everybody. They know. Everybody's out to get them. America's team. I have, uh, believe me. <laughs> America's team. They're not, they're looking America's at it a lot shame. More, they're looking at it with a lot less emotion. So they just see what happened and are like, are you kidding me? Oh, but I, but I got to say, I think a lot of those people don't look as deep as a lot of the Michigan people have. And a lot of no, the, the Michigan people are looking deep because they're trying no. to find a way to rationalize it. No, well, so you're desperate to look deep. And by the Sean, way, have this I is changed? Part, this is wait part a sec. Of now, shut up. Have I changed my position? I know they broke. I know they broke a rule. I think the way that the penalty was handed down is fucking ridiculous. When you read that Big Ten statement about everything that Tony Petiti wrote out, like including players getting hurt, or you know, just I just don't think it's that big of a crime that was committed and that widespread. I really just and within the program, obviously Connor Stallions had his people. You know what? Here's so what, yeah, I think the I think they should be penalized. I think the penalty is just fucking ridiculous how it came down. Here's what surprises me about this because I think you're a very rational person and and you're a very loyal 
and clear-headed alum, well, and, know, and your I, passion I'll, for the team comes through. But you're so convinced of a certain position without all the evidence. At the same time, you're telling other people they no, shouldn't be convinced I, of a certain position I, without I agree, all the evidence. I agree, but but the punishment has been set forth. The sentence has been set forth already. So, That's my yeah, problem. So, with so I'm it. not going to argue with you there because I've That's been the been one who said with we need to know what happened time. before we drop the hammer. At the same time, they do know what happened. They just don't know the full extent, but they know enough to to, to have meted out that penalty. Yeah, and I think it was for too sure. Hard. I think it was too harsh they of a could, penalty based on what they keep knew. letting them do it. I mean, right? They weren't they, they, doing it anymore. Connor's been fired. Christ sakes, the quarterback yesterday was talking about the way everybody views them, and they're just going to let that view. No, you, 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 they couldn't do it. The Big Ten could not do it. Well, that's that's if, not if, fair to the. That's not fair. If you what, read that whole report, then, that's not I mean, fair to the thirteen other. The well, there'll be eighteen next year, but or whatever. There's a lot of, others, but there are thirteen other. There's so schools. much hyperbole and alarmistism. Is that a word? I don't even know. In that report, that I think is just fucking ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Let's just make the NCAA the NFL and let everyone cheat. Make it easy. Well, they should have comms devices, but you know, money, right? And the poor NCAA schools can't afford that, which is just fucking. That's insane. a different conversation. Yeah, you're right. Stupid. I mean, I agree with you. That's a different. But High school a, teams that's can that's do a different it. conversation. By the way, right. this is a nice feedback section. Who asked about this? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I Look, just was curious. I, I mean, Did this the, come from a die, listener. I'll just say this: the die has been cast. I mean, everybody's going to think Michigan's been cheaters all along. And the one person that really would benefit is Ryan Day because if they win on Saturday, he can go. Well, they cheated the last two years. That's why they won, which is that to, fucking horseshit. It's horseshit. No, but that's going to be part you, of the you narrative. Think that's a twenty-two point not, advantage. No, not, I know it's not fair at all. But and everything in sports is narrative, and that's why it's ridiculous. Everything in life is narrative, and it's not going to be fair. But right, that's oh. that's one of the Harbaugh yesterday was talking about the lessons with his team and trying to. That's why he mentioned uh, Ted Lasso, right? Trying to keep the <laughs> so locker room sad. together so and the one-piece versus the two-piece bathing suit. So weird. Yeah, <laughs> and, and by the way, Ted Lasso is the guy who'd rather lose by doing it the right way than win by cheating, so I think he's picked the wrong... Um, the no, wrong. but that's uh, how he sees himself. Inspir- no, uh, he, yeah. he truly does... I'll say this about Harbaugh. He truly does see himself that way. Sure, well, Coach oh, Beard a, just got fired. You know? Oh, you think... Okay. <laughs> You think stallions is that important? No, no, oh, I meant partridge. Partridge. Oh, partridge. You think partridge is that important? No, he he just has a beard. Next week it'll be the DC. Oh, does, yeah. Next week it'll be the DC, and Mark is like, "Hey, you think the defensive coordinator is that important?" Well, if there's information about it, yeah, but so far there hasn't been. Who's the Roy Kent of uh, Michigan's Ted Lasso? Is it is it Ono coming out there talking? Did you watch Ted Lasso? Is that yeah. is that an old people show? No, I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, It'd be Mike Hart. Yeah, he's got to be a former player. Former player, yeah. Yeah, but he hasn't been outspoken on this, has he? Um, Hart? Yeah. No, he hasn't really said it, but Roy Kent doesn't talk either. No, that's true. He's but a man you of know when words. he's there. Yeah. So I think he's Mike here, Hart is He's apt. there, he's every... Yeah, everywhere. he's Roy Kent. He's Roy Kent. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, I think uh, that's that's we've stuffed this bird and for... Sean uh, thinks they're going to lose Saturday, so that's nice. Oh, predictions. Okay. No, I don't Sean know. Sean also predicted that the Spartans were going to lose in Bloomington. And I was there, uh, I did. six I was rows behind that. the bench, and saw them win. But I'll tell game. you what, terrible game. They oh, it was a great game. That. It was fun. It was horrible. a blast. But we had a great time. Bloomington, fun road trip, folks. If you've ever, if you've ever uh, wanted to go to a uh, a visiting stadium that's close to do uh, without, you know booking a flight that's cheap, where you can be right on top of the field, where all the uh, the local folks are real friendly. Bloomington, Indiana, man. Check it out. Stop at Shapiro's in uh, in Indy on the way. 
so I don't know why. Is that your favorite visiting stadium that you've been to? Me? Yeah. That's a deli, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I like going to the big house, to tell you the truth, but I, I will tell you I have more fun when I go to... Um, to Bloomington, just because you can walk everywhere and it's a small downtown and it's you know it's kind of laid back. But um, it's funny you say that about Ann Arbor because my favorite road trip is still Columbus. So I've had great trips to Columbus, not not That's necessarily a great place for a game, not necessarily on the field, but the the tailgate sure. scene around the stadium is great. Oh, it's great. Spartans and Buckeyes don't have the same uh, the same ferocity in the rivalry, so uh, so it's kind of fun. And and Columbus is. Besides being a really, really a nice city town. with some yeah. great neighborhoods, there's kind of two downtowns. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah uh, And uh, there's one that's more like student-oriented with the big Barnes & Noble bookstore. And then if you walk a little further high, down, high street, yeah. there's more like uh, like a neighborhood, uh, like a Royal Oakey kind of downtown. Columbus is a great road trip, but in general, with the exception of last year, if you're a fan of Michigan and Michigan State, you're going to go there and see your team get squished. But um, but that's changing. All right. Anything else, Sean? No, it's been uh, fun. Thank uh, you. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Yeah. Callie, right. good to see you again. Yes. Al, Welcome thanks aboard. for coming, Callie. Have you on thanks board? Thanks for having me. Thanks, Al. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope I'll see you Wednesday at the Magic Bag for the Smiths United Show or on Friday at Thomas McGee's Sporting House and Whiskey Bar for the pregame on the Michigan State Penn State game. And until next week, Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Why do you need to wreck this city? Because it's wreckable. I gotta do what I gotta do. How many yachts can you water ski behind you? When does it all end? We make the rules, pal. Don't cross Kwame. He'll crush you. I showed you how the system works, the value of information, how to get it. I gave you your text messages. I gave you everything. Stick around, pal. I still got a lot to teach you.